Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 and Billy Squire on Rock 102. Going to be not too bad today. Uh, Sunny and a high of 30. Tomorrow, things start to warm up a little bit. Sunny and a high of 44. And then we're going to go back into the uh, the 50s by the weekend. And then back to snow, probably. Yeah. Snowmageddon. Yeah. Uh, Believe it or not, concert season is right around the corner. We're going to talk to a guy about a couple of concerts coming up. What? They're actually holding these things with people? Yeah, yeah. Actual live musical performance. Like lots of people? Yes, there'll be lots of people there. And by the time this thing happens, uh, probably in the fall, uh, maybe we can uh, avoid distancing or wearing masks or what have you. We could do that, too. We'll also do uh, Am I the A-Hole today. Very, very good. That'll be good. That's always good. And, uh, oh, and the other thing. I totally forgot what we were going to talk about. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just, I was I was pretending like I had some stuff prepared. Yeah, for the no, day. no, no. Don't don't yeah. don't stick that Listen, out there. You know, I'm gonna treat this like a like a little mini vacation this week. What do you say, Steve? The moment you start thinking that uh, letting people know that we're prepared for the show is the uh, moment the bar of expectation gets risen, and I'm not prepared for that. Well, we're in for a long ride, my oh, friend. Don't you know it? <laughs> yeah. It's 5:38 at Rock 102. Is I-91 Rock. It's 549 and Rod Stewart on Rock 102. Going to be a nice, uh, not too bad of a day today. Sunny and a high of 30, but then start to warm up tomorrow and sunny and a high of 44. It is a lovely 11 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve and Nick of the Rock 102? Uh, let's see. Uh, Kanye West continued to hammer on Pete Davidson on social media yesterday to the point where Kim Kardashian actually reached out and told him to stop. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. No, she had nothing to say. And uh, Caitlin? Uh, she may have... Uh, no, Caitlin had nothing to say either. Uh, she may have been set off by a post where Kanye told his fans that if they saw Pete, they should, quote, scream at the loser at the top of your lungs and say, Kim Ye forever. Yes, he said looser instead of loser. It was L-O-O-S-E-R mm. that he wrote. Am I, I don't know if I'm. If it's yeah. just me, but I'm starting to get the impression that Kanye's a really bad breaker-upper. Uh, I think he probably is. Later in the day, he posted a screenshot of a text he got from Kim saying, quote, you are creating a dangerous and scary environment and someone will hurt Pete and this will be all of your fault. Uh, In the caption, he said, quote, upon my wife's request, nobody do anything physical to Skeet. I'm going to handle the situation myself. His name is Skeet now? Well, maybe it was just a, uh, a misspelling on Yee's part. Really? Yeah. Sometimes hmm. autocorrect can, because uh, it's spelled uh, Pete, but with an SK in the front. Oh, I see. Yeah. Not uh, not like, um, get low, get low, get low, get low, to the windows, <laughs> to the walls. Yeah, I know. It's not going to be like walls. that. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> sing that song. And yet it's a good one. You know, I did. That. I played that song at a uh, at a wedding over the summer. Really? And uh, I actually, I actually have video of it. Uh, but these people, the dance floor was like hopping, right? Sure. People like, and they were dancing to that song. But I had the edited version. Oh yeah. But it didn't matter because everybody overtook the edits and said what the real words were. It was very impressive. Now, did you play that right after Daddy's Little Girl? No. Uh, How about Butterfly Kisses? Yes, Butterfly Kisses. That's the one. That Bob Carlisle. He's good. <laughs> he's got a set of pipes on him. That guy. Yeah, that's yeah. the truth. Uh, Kim thanked Kanye for uh, promising and his fans to back off. And, of course, he shared a screenshot of that. Because why not just share all the private conversations you have with your ex? 
between, I certainly hope between it, the general public. I certainly hope he takes plenty of pictures of the divorce agreement with all the many provisions involved. Yeah, uh, maybe. Then she texted him again and said, why can't you keep our conversations private? This is exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, what, what is wrong with you, dude? Like, come on. Well, I think what needs to happen now is that there should be no real conversations, and then maybe there'd be an intermediary or a lawyer. Right. That's if, right. if, if it were me, which, he, it, which it, it very clearly is not. Yeah, she says, why can't you keep any of our conversations private? And he replied, quote, because I got a text from my favorite person in the world. I'm your number one fan. Why would not tell everyone? Uh, because you're trying to control somebody who you're not with anymore by using social media to make people feel bad for you? I don't know how to break this to you, pal, but she's not that into you. Yeah. He posted that, too, by the way, because that's the kind of guy Kanye is. Yeah. He's still working hard on getting Kim back. He started the day by sending a pickup truck full of flowers to her house. On the side of the truck, it said, my vision is crystal clear, but crystal with a... And a clear with K's. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, he and Julia Fox broke up. It's not clear why. Gee, I don't know. Could it be that he's hung up on his old lady friend? No, I don't think that's it. I think there must be something else about it. Uh, could him. it be his obsessive compulsive disorder? No, I think there might be something else. Uh, uh, gee, I don't know what the hell it could be then. Anyway, she posted on her Instagram story that she and Kanye are on good terms. She added, quote, I have love for him, but I wasn't in love with the man. Jesus Wait. Christ, what do you guys think I am, 12 years old? That's what she says. <laughs> Let me ask you a very serious question here, though, Steve. Yeah. Um, how will this affect his presidential campaign? Uh, I don't think he's going to be running in 2024. Are really you yet. sure? I'm pretty sure. I think the presidency would be a great distraction for him. It may be the only thing that gets Kim off his mind. And all this is doing, by the way, is making Kim and Pete stronger. Yes. Ooh, much like that Kanye West song, Stronger. Right. Mm. Uh, while Kanye was at the Super Bowl with his kids... Kim was having dinner with Pete in New York City, and they were spotted kissing for the very first time. Yeah, what is that song? Whatever Kanye makes you stronger. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it I think is. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, kissing, kissing Pete Davidson. Ooh, god. Oh that's my a- god! The last time I uh, kissed something this disgusting was when somebody put something in my bitch ditch in that sex tape he converges on you porn for thirty nine ninety. Now we're talking. Now we're bringing it back. The bitch ditch, right? <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that was it. That's all you're going to get. You're not going to get anything more than that. <laughs> not if I have anything That's to say That's too bad. Uh, Netflix isn't telling their existing customers they're having a price increase. Instead, they're referring to uh, it as an update. Oh, really? We're updating you yeah. that the price is higher than it was last month. Well, here's an update. I quit. The update is supposed to bring more entertainment and value to its members. You know, that was uh, one of the things I saw when they were, like, renegotiating contracts. It w- one of the big ones was uh, Orange is the New Black. Because right. now you have an off, mostly female cast, and you're talking about salaries and things like that. Mm-hmm. And s- Netflix was like, well, we don't do any kind of ratings or anything. Like, they have all the information. Of they, how many don't, people, they don't share it. They don't share it with anybody, uh, which I think probably has changed since then, since that show came out. I would imagine well, somebody along the way filed got, some lawsuit. They're, they're, they're legally, there should be some disclosure, especially if you're going yeah. to cancel a show that you've invested in and other people have invested in. You know, if you can't share that kind of information, you know, there may be a legal problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's, if, if, uh, 
what is it, sworn to secrecy? Or yes. What do they call that? Uh, disclosure. Disclosures. The Oscars are getting three hosts this year. Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes. You see, all these women complaining about uh, improprieties and salaries, it takes three of you to do the ma- job of one man. Yeah, that's I, right. I, I don't know. Uh, what are you complaining about? Oh, you make it so clear, Steve. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, the first time having three women co-host and the first time since 1987 having at least three hosts. Hosts. Well, I mean, the good thing is uh, there'll be home-cooked uh, cupcakes. Uh, somebody will be making a punch. Yeah, that's uh, it. Yep. You know, yep. It'll be a nice little uh, home and garden Oscars. What? Got to make sure those dishes are done before well, the show starts. Oh, God. You yeah. gotta... <laughs> <laughs> that's your Hollywood trash at Rock 102. I am. Pioneer Valley Arms in East Long. Or come see us in Hadley. Max's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's a little something for you to chew on. Yesterday, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report to spring training to get ready for the upcoming baseball season. And preseason games for the Boston Red Sox were set to begin in just 12 days. Now, normally, that would be very exciting stuff. Spring training often suggests that winter is ending and will be followed by something slightly better. However, before you get too excited about any of that, please allow me to suck the life out of all of that enthusiasm. You see, baseball is currently in its 72nd day of a lockout with the Players Union, and while we would all like to think that these dopes could get their act together and resolve their differences, that does not appear to be the case as there are currently no plans for either side to meet this week to continue their negotiations. None. In the league's latest proposal that came out Saturday, they're offering a bunch of stuff, like an additional $2 million to the competitive balance tax threshold, two different options for restructuring minimum salaries, increasing bonuses for players facing arbitration, and some new incentives for draft picks that I understand less than any of that other stuff I've just mentioned. And how is the Players Union responding with any of these new provisions? Well, it's funny you ask. They haven't. In fact, they've said nothing at all, which makes me think they don't understand it any better than I do. And yet, while both sides bicker and posture themselves against each other, I would just like to point out the calendar, which states that opening day for the Red Sox is supposed to begin on March 31st at home against Tampa, which is exactly 43 days away from today. Now, you might say, 43 days? That's plenty of time to get things hammered out. But in reality, no, it is not. In fact, it's a little too close. And even though it's been 28 years since the last work stoppage in baseball, I don't think it's such a great idea to do it all over again. And I would like it to stop. But hey, never mind yappin'. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. How many apps you got on your phone? More than you need, right? The only one you really need is the Rocky's Direct Mobile Circular app. Find out what's on sale right now at Rocky's. It's always at your fingertips. Or use the Rocky's app or rockies.com. Or go old school and just go to one of the stores and pick up a flyer. You'll find it right there at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 609, and Whitesnake on Rock 102. It is going to be, well, chilly today, but a high of 30, warmer than yesterday, of course, and then tomorrow even warmer with a high of 44. It's 11 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Later on this morning, we'll talk to Tom Russell from the Sound on Sound Festival uh, coming to uh, Bridgeport in September. Uh, They're starting to put together their headliners for those uh, the two nights, Yeah, and uh, not so bad so far. So we'll talk to uh, Tom 
845 this morning. All right. Uh, you know, it seems to happen at all these major sporting events. There's always some idiot who runs out on the field. Yeah. Uh, security chased down a spectator at uh, the uh, Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, as he ran across the field, he appeared to be holding a sign, but it's unclear exactly what it says. What is clear is that the uh, spectator is wearing a Super Bowl. Uh, what number was it? 56. 56. Okay. I can't. I don't read the LVIs. My phone doesn't have the you, you don't, numerals. You don't have the uh, the English to Roman uh, translation? No. Mm. No. You get uh, that. And uh, he's so he's wearing a Super Bowl sweater and it appears to have a bag from the Super Bowl experience. Well, why not? You're, you're at the Super Bowl. You might as well buy the bag. Well, you, you also don't want to leave your souvenirs behind. Yeah. Uh, this, of course, is not the first spectator to sprint on the Super Bowl field. During last year's game in Tampa, a man clad in pink ran across the field before being brought down. That fan, who was charged with misdemeanor trespassing, was, uh, was trying to get exposure for his pornography website. I don't think you did a very good job doing that, though. Um, well, no, I haven't actually been on that site, but you got to give the guy credit for at least marketing himself. The uh, identity of the fan who ran onto the field at SoFi Stadium is still unclear, as is his personal motive. But uh, I never had the like the balls to do something like that. Uh, I'm not a uh, you know they tell you like right at the beginning of yeah. nearly every. A sporting event yeah. that uh, you know running onto the field will not be tolerated, and that uh, there would be hell to pay yeah. if you were to make the egregious mistake of doing such a thing. Mm -hmm. My whole thing isn't so much of uh, you know getting onto the onto the field. I think I'm sparing everybody a great deal of indignity and horror if I were to get butt ass naked in public. Under any circumstances. Well, not even getting butt-ass naked. It's just the idea of running across a field in front of thousands of people just because you want to gain some views on your social media uh, page. I get that, yeah. and I wouldn't do that either. I would be yeah. less inclined to do it naked. Well, I mean, the, the other guy, the guy last year, uh, his punishment was a $100 fine and one year of community service. It almost seems like it's kind of worth it. Totally if you really want to do it to, to get yourself out there. Well, but. I mean, you think about it. If Even if he got like 100 people to go on his porn website, yeah. it will have been worth it in the end. Right. Hardly, hard, that's a slap in the wrist for that guy. Yeah, I was going to say, there's there, there seemingly uh, things when, when people get uh, punished for, for certain uh, acts that they may commit right. that don't seem to be punished the way you think they would be punished. Well, remember uh, years ago, I don't know if you're too young for uh, for this, Morgana the Kissing Bandit? Did you ever hear of this woman? No. <laughs> All right. So back, uh, ooh, man, maybe like late 70s, yeah. early 80s perhaps, there was this woman named Morgana the Kissing Bandit. You could Google it. Yeah. You could Google it. Uh, she was a uh, an exuberant woman uh, filled with many, many uh, endowments. Well, just two. And anyway... Uh, her whole deal was she would jump on the field, mm -hmm. run to her favorite player, mm -hmm. and land a big fat kiss on his puss. Oh, that's, now, that's not sexual assault. No, but, you know, she was... Uh, you know, the, I, yeah, see, the times in the 70s, man, you could just go up and do whatever you wanted to. I don't think at the time Pete Rose uh, cared uh, yeah. about the harassment so much as, who's this big blonde lady giving me a big, wet, sloppy kiss on the field? Yeah. I think, in a way, he was... Uh, Moved or, uh, I don't know, uh, be humbled by it.
Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a compliment when uh, someone yeah, runs looking. on a field specifically to kiss you right in the mouth. But I'm, look, I'm looking at her now. She's uh, not a bad-looking lady no. back then. No, but when she did it, so she would be like, uh, you know, she'd be taken out the field and she'd be kicked out. But then after a while, she was doing it so often that teams would actually pay her to run onto the field yeah. to kiss a player. Yeah, see, this is how you make you make your money that yeah, way. Yeah, this is this was like her her motivation was you know suddenly she became a uh, a big breasted kissing mascot, and you could hire her to do that, mm. and she made uh, she made serious bank doing that stuff. Hey, you know what? Maybe that guy that interrupted me at the comedy show two months ago might get his own uh, national radio show someday. I think he'd you know like. I, mean? to th- I think he'd like to think he's capable of getting yeah. his own national radio show. Yeah, I can see that happening. I, I'm more. It's more likely that I can see him listening to a national radio show. Well, uh, we all could listen to a national radio show, but when you interrupt other comedians uh, <sighs> on stage and you're not even a comedian, uh, yeah, I don't know what the uh, results would be. But uh, good for her. Yeah, she made a career out of that. But the but the stripping uh, the stripping streaking thing is yeah. uh, is something I could never do and and would never do. I was never uh, one of those people, like a kid, uh, who did things like vandalized things uh, or I I can't I'm trying to even think like what the worst thing I did as a kid that, you know, uh, brought attention. I I don't know. I'm trying to. You're not the the kind of guy that's going to shine a light on yourself. Right. It wasn't like I wasn't I didn't. Well, no, I would shine a light on myself, but it would be my own personal stuff. Sure. You know, like we'd get caught, you know, drinking beers or something like that. Yeah, that's that's a simple, youthful thing. Um, But, uh, you know, never did we get in trouble for uh, vandalizing the school or or damaging things because it's just it's not. you shouldn't be doing stuff like that. You know, I uh, these kids with the, the these TikTok videos ripping ripping things off the wall and in the bathroom. I was never just... destructive, and there were plenty of people that thought because I had this reputation as a class clown in my high school yeah. that I was destructive and and, uh, and 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 a disruption in class. I never yeah. was. That was not the way I did it. I always picked my spots. I always played to the room. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, I got a sense of where the room was going. And that's when I would uh, use my best material. I was up to a good 45 minutes and, and right. hoping to get into the bigger rooms. But uh, I didn't have the proper representation, and so I, uh, I found myself stagnating in a way. I think you would. You look like the kind that would be stagnating in many Oh, ways. yeah. Well, I got accused of using hack material. And, you know, who can, yeah. you know everyone's got a certain level of, you know, jealousy and, uh, yeah. you know, what have you. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, I, I mean, I told you the worst thing I did was the prank phone call thing to the vice principal, and that was pretty much the only thing. Because after that, I'm like, I don't ever want to get in this much trouble ever again. Like, and 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 it could have been mm-hmm. like today, it would have been a legal mis- issue. It would have been, you know, threats and like they handled it a little bit differently at that time. Right, and with everything that's happened, you know, between. You know, terrorism and all this other stuff and bullying and whatnot. You know, today I would have probably been in jail for what I did. And uh, Yeah, see, I yeah. didn't do anything, but I got accused of things from time to time. Mm-hmm. I was once dragged to the principal's office because I was accused of stealing sodas out of the soda machine oh. near the uh, near the boys' locker room. Ooh, how'd you do that? I didn't. Oh. I, I all my The only thing that, uh, that occurred is I walked down a hallway— at the wrong time. Yeah, I, I swear to you, this is, I didn't. I didn't. 
I didn't even have soda in my possession, and yet I was told to go to the principal's office by a guy who didn't like me anyway, yeah. quite, quite honestly. Uh, I actually have a detention slip for myself uh, that says, uh, Steve threw a muffin in the cafeteria. <laughs> That's it. It just says, Steve yeah. threw a muffin in the cafeteria. Three days for detention for that. My uh, my best friend's mom used to work in uh, the school office mm-hmm. of the elementary school in Rehoboth. And uh, there was one year that she was working there, and there was a food fight mm-hmm. that involved my sister. Uh-huh. And I don't know if my sister uh, initiated the food fight, but she was in, she was involved. Yeah, but see, that doesn't matter when you're in a in a school setting. They're they're taking everybody. Whether I know. you started it or whether you tried to break it up, what? you were involved. I don't think there was any question uh, the level of my sister's involvement. Right. I, I don't think there was any yeah. any misunderstanding about you know how much how deep she was into this. It was uh, it, it was such a memorable food fight that my friend's <laughs> mom. Still talks about it to this day. Now my my sister is, uh, you know, is almost a fifty year old woman, yeah. and yet my friend's mom is still talking about this back when my sister was in third grade. Well, it, hey. was, it was like a, such a legendary yeah. food fight that we're still talking about it forty some odd years later. See, that's cool. But now, which suggests to me they've never had a food fight of that uh, of that sort. Yeah. Since that lady finally retired from her job well, at the school, see, unbelievable. Uh, you're part of history. I well, I'm not. Well, your part, it's my sister. Yeah. I had by that point, I was you know well you know I'm you know we're seven years apart. I was yeah. well beyond uh, any of that. My, uh, my, but I always give my sister plenty of credit for her involvement. I think that's pretty impressive. I think so too. Yeah, that's something to be proud of. When you can say that you were part of something <laughs> the, 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 that, that they're still talking about forty yeah, years later. Yeah, when you were the person responsible for them stopping everything else after that, that's a legend. Yeah, right there. and when they say, "Oh, yeah. oh, you're a Baxendale," yeah, we uh, should have known. Yeah. Oh, you're the you're the little you're the little brother. <laughs> Uh, my brother in his high school, you know, this is back in the eighties. You could, you could smoke in high school. Yeah. Uh, my high school too. Yeah. And they had like an area where you could go, well, they had rooms inside the school, which was weird. It was a student smoking lounge. Yeah, a lounge? Really? Yeah. They had, by the, in my high school, by the time I got to high school, the year that they stopped doing that right. was the year that I started high school. And then that was all, all over New York state. They stopped, you know, no more, <laughs> no more tobacco, even on the unschooled grounds kind yeah. of thing. See, we, we had a big courtyard in the middle of the, uh, of the, uh, of the school. And so it, yeah, everything was outdoors, but before yeah. they established that everybody would smoke in the bathrooms. Yeah. And you couldn't even see where you were peeing in the bathroom. It yeah, was so it was, gray. It was disgusting. Awful. And it, and it smelled. And, uh, you know, I would sneak cigarettes every once in a while in the bathroom. Sure. And then uh, the teacher would be like, were you smoking in the bathroom? And I'm like, no, the big kids pinned me up against the wall and blew smoke on me. <laughs> the every, big, every, the big, every single yeah, day. One of the biggest kids in school telling me that the biggest, the bigger kid uh, <laughs> who would never touch me anyway. Like, he right. was one of these guys. I wouldn't uh, blow smoke on you like that. Um, but my brother... He was uh he decided that you know there was this outdoor smoking area behind the building. Right. And uh it was like one of these things where he had like multiple opportunities to take cigarette breaks. Like between <laughs> classes. There you know, it was like ten minutes between classes. So he'd go outside and smoke the cigarette. Well he decided, hey, you know what? 
Well, I wonder if it would happen if I just keep throwing butts into that dumpster over there, right? <laughs> and he's like, uh, first period, nope. Second period, nope. Third period, nope. Fourth period, oh boy, call the fire department. <laughs> it was a huge, huge dumpster fire. Really? Because it was loaded with papers and, you know, all these things that would be trash at a school. It's not like wet garbage. It's, right. It's dry paper. And uh, so the it's fire... sm- and it smoldered for a oh, while. Oh yeah, they, yeah. they had to they had to uh, you know send most of the kids home from school. I think they they released school early for the fire department <laughs> to come in and put this thing out because of the location of it and the and, and the uh, enormous you know. Well, well it's 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 a yeah. towering inferno. Yeah, this thing is just like flaming up. Uh, he never went to like he didn't get in trouble with the law with that. He got in trouble for the school. But he never got in trouble with the law. Really? Yeah. I was so, like, surprised. Like, now, when I got older, because I was only little when that happened, once I got older, I'm like, how did he never go to, like, jail for something like that? But I guess, wow, you know, that's the way they kind of used to handle disciplinary issues. My parents had to pay for five fire extinguishers that weren't even used. But they were probably taken off the hooks. Probably, and, yeah, yeah, right. And once you once you break that little thing on it, it you got to pay for it. Do it. So wow, good for him though. How did he not? Get, how did they? He not get charged? I mean, obviously a juvenile, but nevertheless, yeah. you still get charged. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was like a. I mean, he did have like a serious. Like he was suspend. Like he was suspended from school for like two weeks. To which my father was like, "You're gonna be working around this goddamn house." <laughs> You're not sitting here doing nothing. <laughs> it's 624 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's six, almost 628 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be clear and sunny today with a high of 30. Tomorrow things are warming up. A high of 44. It's 11 in downtown Springfield. I uh, told you Tom Russell from the uh, Sound on Sound Festival in Bridgeport is going to be uh, joining us later on this morning. Uh, two days in September, the 24th and 25th. Some pretty good uh, headliners so far, and he'll maybe maybe give us some clues about what else is coming up uh, during that festival. But it's sounding pretty cool so far, so we'll talk to Tom around 8.45 this morning. Sounds good. Uh, hey, do you want to hear a joke? Yeah. Uh, send me into, into a ball of laughter if you can. Uh, I'll show you my pay stub later. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, you know, you know the phrase uh, "one man's trash is another man's treasure." Yes, that's a wonderful saying, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. It's very horrible to find out that you were adopted that way, though. Oh, oh ring pow! Yeah, nobody wanted you. Yeah, that's now you're right. somebody else's problem. Oh yes. Rock 102. Duncan, 632. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. We are welcome, Steve. Uh, that whole uh, driver's license thing that they want to make everybody get a driver's license in the state. Governor Baker said uh, that he's not changing his stance on the immigrant driver's license bill. It's a major issue on Beacon Hill right now because lawmakers want all Massachusetts residents to have a driver's license uh, or access to a driver's license, regardless of their immigration status. But Governor Baker said that he doesn't see it that way. For years now, the state legislature has been pushing for an immigrant driver's license bill, 
And this session, the bill passed through the committee with flying colors. The bill, titled the Work and Family Mobility Act, has won the support of over 270 businesses and organizations, but it's still receiving opposition for the one person whose signature is needed to get the bill over the finish line. And that's his? That's his. Governor, uh, what about the driver's license bill? There's been a lot of pressure on you to sign that. Is that something you support? I'm pretending to be whatever reporter was that was asking that question. And he's like, so we worked hard a few uh, years ago to pass bipartisan legislation to establish a process in Massachusetts that requires lawful presence, and I support that position. That's your governor impersonation? I don't know. He doesn't have, like, one of those mimicable voices. No, and he doesn't. He's not one of those guys. No. House uh, law, he's an insurance guy. Insurance guys don't have the personality for you to uh, emulate. Oh, my uh, my insurance guy's got a lot of personality. Does he? Oh, yeah. yeah. You should see how excited he gets when I write a check. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. Let's speak of, yeah, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, House uh, lawmakers are uh, hoping that uh, Baker won't veto the bill, but if he does, they say they are ready to override that decision. Supporters argue that the bill alone will make Massachusetts Road a safer place for everyone. Okay, why? What is well? How, what is the view on that? I don't. Uh, I don't really know the uh, the nuts and bolts of this. I just know yeah. that if I were an undocumented driver here in the state of Massachusetts, I'm not so sure I'd want everybody to know where I live yeah, or know, where to send and, an insurance bill. And that's the thing. Wouldn't this be like at least a database of who's living here and uh, how many people we have? And, yes. And a kind of a way without being like, hey, we're sending in ice trucks to come and you know pick up your entire factory full of workers that are working here illegally. Well, I, I don't even know if you uh, realize yeah. this, but the uh, but the registry of motor vehicles yeah. in the state of Massachusetts, they're a real sticklers on proof of residency well yeah they are and uh but what about these like kids that have been here to no fault of their own that are illegal because they just happen to be with their parents when they came well steve you know once they turn 16 i believe they get those uh those anchor licenses anchor yes uh i I don't know it just seems silly It's, it's like wouldn't you rather find out who's around? Because you know there's going to be a, a certain portion of that population that goes, yeah, uh, I want a driver's license. Yeah. Well, listen, I understand not wanting a bunch of unlicensed drivers out on the uh, on the roadways. Mm. I just don't – I don't know how you pull this off. I, I And I don't know if I were here illegally whether I would want to sign up for a license if – residency had to be uh you know disclosed i just uh, i would want to get one just so i could sing that olivia rodrigo song as i'm driving by charlie baker's house got my driver's license oh license. yeah right the one we always talk about <laughs> <laughs> talk about uh wanting to beat your beat yourself over the head with a stick after listening to that i song. know yeah yeah you, have you heard the whole thing? I have, I have heard the song, but I also know that as soon as it starts, I, I tend to zone out and not listen. That's when I pull out my phone and say, there must be something else I can do. Yeah, I always zone out and not listen either. <laughs> yeah, that's see, the best that's, course of action. I know. Firefighters in Enfield work through, the, oh, by the way, Enfield, Connecticut, if you didn't know where that was, uh, work through the early morning hours on Tuesday morning. To put out a fire at a home about a mile south of the Massachusetts state line. The fire was uh, on a ho- at a home on Dover Road, which was blocked off by firefighters for hours. Flames could be seen pouring out of the house. Uh, 
Firefighters were able to get everything under control around 5.30 a.m. There is no immediate word on the cause of the fire or whether any injuries were reported. The Connecticut State Police Fire and Explosion Investigation Unit is assisting the Enfield Fire Marshal with the investigation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, uh, you, uh, you wonder why they specify Enfield, Connecticut. You do yeah. know there is an Enfield, Massachusetts, right? Okay. But there's no traffic there. I was going to say, isn't that the one that's underwater? Yeah, that's the one at the bottom yeah, of the yeah, quabbins. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> very, very few traffic uh, problems uh, yeah. in that town. I haven't, uh, I haven't heard in a very, very long time of anybody mistaking the two Enfields that are in this area. Where no. are you going? Enfield. Oh, my God. You have scuba gear? <laughs> I always find that Quabbin thing so fascinating that they just basically flooded a bunch of towns. Oh, Isn't yeah. There like two or three towns under there? There's like, I, yeah. I think there's at least uh, at least two and part of another. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's still like buildings under the water. There's buildings. There's uh, airplanes. I mean, there was a crash there many years ago. Some of the wreckage hey, is still out there. I wonder if there's any magnet fishing laws out there. Huh. I don't see why there wouldn't be. That would uh, be, you a should be able perfect. To go. You could. You could. Think about all the treasures there are at the bottom of Enfield, Massachusetts. Yes. I wonder what the uh I got to I got to look I'm 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 finding out more about this hobby, which is it's 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 very fascinating to me. Oh, Steve, it's it's got me on the edge of my seat. Do you know why it's fascinating to me? Cuz it's no. something I don't have to put a lot of effort into doing. You know, it, People who get hobbies, yeah. and they're like, yeah, I'm going skiing. I'm like, yeah, you're doing physical activity, and that's not what I want to do outside in the winter. I don't think anyone's ever cracked a pelvis yeah. magnet fishing. Yeah. I want to go out on a nice spring day with a magnet and just drop it in the water and see what starts tugging up my line. I don't know of a single person yeah. uh, that ever had a spinal cord injury because of magnet fishing. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I'm telling you, man. This is a this is some. Again, I, you got to find out like what you're allowed to take. I would imagine if you're doing that though, you're cleaning up the environment in a way, because we already we already determined that you know you can't really pick up you can't pick up gold because gold isn't magnetic. It's right. not like it's going to stick to it. Most of the videos I've seen are like people pulling street signs out of that's, waterways and bicycles cool. and things like that. So, uh, you know, I just got to find out what the uh, legality is. I think the, let's see, uh, uh, somebody's going to buy me the boat. Oh, oh that's time, nice. About time he does use his winnings to share that with me. Uh, uh, four towns, Greenwich, Dana, Prescott, and Enfield. Four yeah. towns. Four towns. For, yeah. You're drinking, you're drinking uh, somebody's house. Somebody's uh, yeah. somebody's uh, shoe repair shop, somebody's uh, yeah. general store. I'm sure it was all cleaned out before. Uh, yeah, they did a real good scrubbing of those places before they before they uh, they filled up the, uh, the, the the filled up with water. I just because uh, you can't you can't use that as a drinking source if you know someone say you know burying fertilizer in their backyard of. Gardner, or what was it? Was it the, t- the town you said? Uh, Prescott. Prescott, like yeah. The, yeah, someone's got like a bunch, like you know, a bunch of dead bodies in the backyard in Prescott. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. You gotta scramble. <laughs> You're damn right. Um, I wouldn't it be interesting though to live through that time, like to what, like how did it happen? Did they just like, oh hey, by the way, uh, we decided to make this big giant drinking water source, and unfortunately. 
you're living right in the middle of where we want to put this. Uh, could you leave, maybe? Can, can you imagine this? Yeah. You, ju- you, uh, you bought property in Prescott, okay? Yeah. And uh, you put an addition on your house. Rumpus room, yeah. bonus room, you know, maybe you redid your kitchen with beautiful granite countertops, you know, and those those nice uh, those nice drawers that, that, you know, that pull out. Yeah. And then on the very day that uh, you get the occupancy, uh, that, that, yeah. you, that you get all the yeah. licensing and everything else is ready to go and you're ready to move back into your house. Yeah, the last nail gets popped right into that last piece of lumber. Yeah, the, the very last uh, nail. And then you get a handwritten letter that says... We want to flood your town. Yeah. That's not a good I idea. just put a rumpus room in my house. What are you talking about? I just built this thing. Come on. Come on. We added so much extra space in an in-law yeah. apartment. It would be it would be kind of interesting to see how that was that was taken care of and how like, you know, cuz obviously well, I don't I mean, I don't even know you know, now if when when towns take things by eminent domain, mm-hmm. There's usually some sort of payment, too. There would have to be. And you would think that you would have to pay all these people off to move out of there. Otherwise, you couldn't just let water start filling up. Well, let's say, for example, in the town of Hamden, where I live. Yeah. Let's just say that there were some rich people that had a business in that town. Yeah. And they were buying up real estate left and right Mm -hmm. to do any number of things. Uh, Horse stables, golf course, whatever it may be. And they said, hey, we want to expand uh, our stuff into your town, uh, into your street. And in particular, we would like to buy your house. Well, I would sit there with a big giant sack wide open and say, how much are you going to give me for it? And and, and you know yeah. what? For the right price, yeah, I'd, I'd be willing to sell. I'd probably do it too. Yeah. But I don't even know how many years ago they did this. Did it say? Does it say how long ago this was? Ha- this, the Quabbin thing happened? Oh, I'm uh, I, I'm sure I can look it up on what Wikipedia. Yeah. But I, 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 yeah, I would probably take the money too. Sure, I'll move to the other end field. It's no big deal. <laughs> Springfield police arrested a man after a traffic stop resulted in officers finding a loaded semi-automatic firearm in his possessions. By police spokesperson Ryan Walsh. Said that around 2.35 a.m. Sunday morning, officers saw a car turn down Sumner Avenue without stopping at the stop stop sign on Pomona Street. The driver, 31-year-old Christian Santiago, turned into the parking lot of a convenience store on Sumner Avenue. The car's registration was taken away due to Santiago having no insurance and he had a suspended Mm. driver's license. Santiago showed police his suspended license and officers felt a firearm in his jacket pocket. The officers then took the semi-automatic loaded firearm and placed Santiago under arrest. He's charged with uh, six charges against him. And, uh, ex- yeah, he's got all these, like, you know, loaded firearm, firearm without a license, uh, possession of an open container of alcohol in a motor vehicle. Mm. That's the one he's going to... He's going to fight that one. Yeah, he's going to make a big stink about that one. I was not Listen, drinking man, in this vehicle. You can tell me that I had a gun in this car, which was true. You can tell me that I had a suspended license, which was even truer. You could tell me that I had an uninsured motor vehicle, which is even truer than that. And you could tell me that I had a number plate violation, which is all truer than all of those other things. But you do not accuse me of having booze in the car up and right in the center of my console. That's an insult to my integrity. <laughs> You're going to ruin my reputation. Yeah, my reputation is ruined. <laughs> 
All the people are going to read about it. It doesn't matter what all the other stuff is, that open container thing. So I'm being told that, in fact, everybody was bought out in those towns of the Quabbin. Okay. And there are no buildings, only foundations left. So everything got torn down right. before they uh, they turned on the hose. Well, maybe there's buried treasure down there. There might be. with a magnet. It's got to be something down there. My lottery win friend's going to buy me a boat. I'm going to go out there and do it. Nice. Yeah. How does that guy afford boats? He doesn't. He doesn't have a boat. Uh, anyway, uh, last night, uh, of course, was Valentine's Day. Did you have fun last night? Did you go out? Yes. We yeah. had. Uh, we split the schnitzel platter at the Munich House. Ooh, the Munich House. Ooh, I was so full of schnitzel. Well, you usually are full of schnitzel. but Oh, uh, let me tell you, that was good <laughs> schnitzel. I like a good German meal. You know, uh, listen, we've got a, we got ourselves a couple of very good German restaurants in the area. We do. But, uh, you know, the Munich House was, you know, it's uh, where our first date was. It was, uh, you know, where I proposed. And, you know, it's, it's where we go. It's, That's, uh, yeah. it's where you dropped quite a bit of money last night to celebrate those events. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's right. A local art. Did you go on a, did you go on a nice walk afterwards? Let me tell you something. It was so cold last night <laughs> that... You know, we were in the parking lot, yeah. like right behind the building, because you know, yeah. that now that's the one that that fills right right up. And right. we had a five o'clock reservation because we like to eat early. And uh, I don't think I've I've been that cold in months. It was absolutely frosty. So no, there was no romantic walk in the park afterwards. I really enjoy the five p.m. dinner reservation. This this is this is your gateway now, buddy. You're moving into that like you're moving into that next phase of life. You're still in your 50s, now, so you can still be like, okay, but now you're getting into the... Uh, well, let know, me it, let me correct you a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> For a lot of old people, mm-hmm. that is true, okay? But I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to come to this stupid job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny's a teacher, so she wakes up early for her stupid job. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, by the time five o'clock rolls around, we've been up for so long that we're starving and we want to get to bed early anyway. Does your love for each other not uh, triumph those times where you have to get up? Like, it doesn't matter how long, how late you're staying up. It's Steve, Valentine's That Day. would have been true in my 20s and 30s. Yeah. But in your 50s, you're like, oh, Jesus, it's but, two o'clock in the afternoon. But, but this is what I'm getting at, man. You're getting to your, uh, it's. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. And in 10 years from now, it won't be 5 o'clock at the Munich House. It'll be, moon's over Miami is half price at Denny's right now at 4. Let's go. When the day comes that Jenny and I are both retired, yeah, yeah. dinner time will be 3.30. <laughs> oh, boy. Because that's just the kind of people yeah. we are. We don't like waiting for dinner. I don't like waiting for dinner either, but uh, I'm enjoying the a company. You know, like isn't that what the whole point is? Oh no, we listen. Sh- we we love hanging out. I mean, we we things are really good. But when it comes oh. to meals, five o'clock is about as late as we're gonna go. Uh, a uh, local artist in the West Springfield Parks and Rec Department gave lovers on this Valentine's Day the opportunity to enjoy a midnight stroll. I'm sorry, moonlight stroll, not midnight. The walk on Monday took couples along the Bag Brook Trail off of Morgan Road. The trail was lit with uh, handcrafted ice lanterns. Local artist Bill Garvey also constructed little stations along the trail with stories for walkers to read. Uh, And he goes, what other reason would you get out on a 15-degree night in February? But it's really just a quick little thing. I'm I'm not criticizing the artists at all. They I think the way they did this was pretty cool. They have these little ice lanterns around. They're candle holders and right. there's candles in them, and uh, that's pretty neat. I think you know the way he set it up. However, 
uh, how deep is your love that you would be walking out in the park at in 15-degree weather? Yeah. Right, that's just, uh, that's not about love. That's just about being crazy. At least the wind had died down by that time. But uh, <laughs> I, I, yes, I, uh, oh, this is so romantic. Uh, I can't see your face anymore because my eyes are, f- my eye fluid is frozen. How I would love to caress you with my gangrenous fingers. Yeah. Uh, which have suffered deep frostbite as a result of these harsh conditions. Yeah, well, I mean, again, a nice idea, uh, a good thing to put together, but. Come on. Uh, really? 15 degrees? Yeah. They didn't I, say how many people went out there. And when they were interviewing the artist, he didn't see anybody around him either. Yeah. Like, but, it's not like there's people walking back and forth. How do you, what kind of art? What, he's a painter? Yeah. He. It just says or, he was an artist. I okay. don't know what, what, I mean, he clearly, you know, decorated these things. Well, and, if he was a painter, he was painting with frozen paint. Uh, Yeah, that's true, too. I don't think he was painting anything. Well, he's painting a picture of how cold it would be if you went out with your lover that night. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 30. Tomorrow, sunny and warmer with a high of 44. It's 11 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 656 and the doors on Rock 102. Uh, It's 11 in downtown Springfield. What does he say at the end of that? He says something at the end of that song. Um, yeah, I suppose I could look that up, though. Uh, Good night. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, okay. You know, for all the years I've been working here, you think I would look that up because it's always bothered me. <clears throat> really? Yeah. That's uh, it's. Uh, well, let's see here. At the very me. end. Uh, okay. It is, and I say, str- it is stronger than dirt. Stronger than dirt. Stronger than dirt. Stronger than dirt. I don't know why, but it's stronger than dirt. And at the end of, uh, like, the, the the tail end of My Life by Billy Joel, he says something that sounds like the F word, but I don't know what it is, and it's not in the lyrics. Okay, let me look that up. He, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a mumble, you say? It's, it's, this is what it sounds like to me. You ready? Yes. Azula F. That's what it sounds like to me. I don't, I don't know. That's not what he's saying. Though. Yeah. He's saying something else. Yeah, I, I'd, have, I'd have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, stronger than dirt. Now you're, all your questions in life have been answered. Uh, you know, um, I was, uh, let's see. Hey, you know, you know what we should do? We what? should come up. I got a new bit we could do. What do you got? How about uh, showing people music that we've he- that we've heard that uh, you know it's not popular or anything? Yeah, it's kind of weird and funky because I was discovering things yesterday, and we'll call the bit Spotify'd. Oh, there you yeah, go. It's like, oh, yeah, yes. yeah. See, I think I'm onto something here. Uh, how are we doing that? I don't know. You want? <laughs> <laughs> well, we just need a bunch of equipment. And oh we yeah. To- well, that's that that's easy enough to to get in the next ten minutes. But uh, for some reason, I had Cracklin Rose in my head uh, yesterday. By Neil Diamond, Cracklin' Rosie. By uh, by Neil Diamond, yeah. That's a good uh, one. And let's see, was it this one? Uh, no, it's this one. It's uh, Roberto Jordan. Have you ever heard Roberto Jordan? I can't say I have. All right, this is. Uh... Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, but. It's all in Spanish. It's amazing. That's fantastic. Oh, 
You know, why should the... Why should only English-speaking people be the ones to enjoy the great sounds of Neil Diamond? I, I don't know. Uh, well, well, I, like, who wrote that? Like, that's what I'm trying to... Like, now I got to go do research. Well, Neil Diamond wrote it. So Neil Diamond wrote it, and all these people just did covers of it. Yeah. But someone had to translate it. Yeah. Well, here we go. Ready? All right. Okay. Wow, awesome. It's uh <laughs> That's my old leg. That's uh I speak in Negalese. You know there you go, I mean? right, yeah. yeah, right. It's six fifty nine a rock one oh two. Rock one oh two. How cold is it out there? When Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, now the Super Bowl is over, I'm sure many of you are asking the very same thing. What next? I've been asking myself that a lot lately. A 17-week schedule, a thrilling postseason, a halftime show with Snoop, Dr. Dre, and Eminem. Now what am I supposed to do? March Madness doesn't start for another month. Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report to spring training yesterday. Now that's all jammed up. Even the Olympics are over in less than five days. What the hell are any of us supposed to do? Well, it's like this. The Boston Celtics are currently in the middle of, or depending on your level of confidence in the team, at the end of an eight-game winning streak. Eight games, all wins. New Orleans, Miami, Charlotte, Detroit, Orlando, Brooklyn, Denver, and Atlanta have all lost to the Celtics, every one of them, and tonight, They'll be facing the Philadelphia 76ers who have lost two games in a row. Now, if you're like me, your re reaction might be, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get too tangled up in rooting for a winning streak that I know is going to end. And I get your trepidation. I truly do. But I also know that considering all your other options, whether it be the Real Housewives reunion show or the 1,000 Pound Sisters or another episode of 90 Day Fiance, even the abrupt ending of an eight-game winning streak is better than nothing. Of course, part of me is excited to see the Celtics show something that looks like a pulse, but on the other part of me prefers a few more weeks of football or perhaps the promise of a baseball season that might happen. I've even sharpened my pencils to fill out my turning time brackets, but a Celtics eight-game winning streak? Okay, if I must, but it ain't gonna be easy because the problem with all great winning streaks is they end the very same way, with losing, and I'm not sure how well I am prepared for any of that. But until that happens, then I guess I'll be a good fan and try to be supportive. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There's only one reason you don't have enough ice melt. You don't have a decent snow shovel or an ice scraper. It's because you haven't been to Rocky's. Why wait until the next storm to get things uh, prepared? Do it now. Rocky's is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. <laughs> Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 and Stevie Ray Vaughan at Rock 102. Going to be uh, not too bad of a day today. Sunny and a high of 30. Tomorrow, even warmer. Sunny and a high of 43. It is uh, warming up. It's 12 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, hey, how about another round of Am I the A-Hole? Oh, let me get the theme, the theme music. Hey. Oh, that's right. We haven't got that yet. Hey, be careful what you wish for, pal. We might have a whole thing uh, about that. Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, we've been doing this every week for like a couple months. I wonder why we haven't put our heads together and uh, come up with a, uh, you know, a little theme, a little open, a little, a little thing, a little piece of production. You know what we should do? We should put our heads together and maybe uh, come up with a few <laughs> ideas here and oh, there. Come on, please. Uh, today, one of the entries today is uh, Am I the A-Hole? Future Smother Mother. 
That's the title. Okay. My boyfriend and I were watching TV the other day and joking around, teasing each other. Then he says, I worry you're going to smother our children. We don't have any children currently, but we are in a very serious relationship. And he has told me before that he sees us being uh, married with at least one kid in five years' time. Okay. Okay. I immediately stopped laughing and looked at him thinking he was kidding. He was not. I got very upset, to which his reply was that I am overreacting and, quote, he didn't say it was a rational fear. It's irrational. It's irrational. Okay. Uh, that was his only defense. He knows how much I want to be a mom and how much uh, I have waited for my whole life for that. I work with mentally and physically disabled children. I love children. I felt like it was completely baseless, but he kept defending it. Am I the a-hole for being upset by this? <sighs> well, uh, well, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. um, I, I think you're overreacting a little bit. I think they're both maybe overreacting a little bit. And, and who, what kind of person, you know, if you're joking around with somebody, I want to know how he said it. I worry you're going to smother our children. Right. And then she goes, what did you just say? Right. That's different than yeah. him saying, listen, I think you're going to smother our children. You yeah. know, that, like at that point, you know, he's serious. He's not yeah. uh, He's not pulling your leg. Listen, honey, that knock-knock joke you told was hilarious, but I feel you're going to smother our children. It almost sounds like she's going to do some harm to them, doesn't it? Well, not like actual I, smothering I them with a pillow, but I, smothering them with love and over-attention. Right, but the tone of the voice. Like, you don't know how he said it. Yeah. You're going to smother our children. See, this is where uh, we can't really tell right now who the a-hole is because of the context of the conversation. All right, let me throw this at you. Yeah. Maybe when we're trying to answer who is the a-hole... We should be focusing on the one that chose this particular scenario out of all the others they could have found on Reddit. Yeah, I guess so. Because that would be you. You want to go to another one? No, that's fine. You should probably go to another one anyway. <laughs> it's not like I, yeah. Listen, Max, I mean, I mean that in, all, in the only the, the loving, most respectful way. I, I get it. Maybe we should go to the next one. Am I the a-hole for turning on the blow dryer as an attempt to evacuate secondhand smoke from the living room? Hello. So my mom is a smoker for 25 plus years, if that matters. I'm 15 and she's 45. She's been a smoker throughout my pregnancy and my sister's. My sister has breathing issues and Down syndrome. My mother has insane addiction to, uh, has an insane addiction to cigarettes. I have asked her many times to smoke outside the block so we don't get exposed to the second and third hand smoke. She scoffed and then she coughed. See, she should have. There yeah. was a rhyme in there. Right. From my previous post, I didn't even see the previous post, we had an argument which ended with her crying and leaving the apartment. Now she's back and smoking again on the balcony where all the secondhand smoke clings onto her and comes back in. The balconies and living room ceilings are black. I'm assuming it's from the smoke. Today I left my room and instantly started coughing from the cigarette smoke that remained. It spread from the balcony to the whole living room and then from around the hallways. I simply opened the balcony door and told my sister to sit in my room with her toys. I turned it on and started blowing uh, towards the outside. She mm. comes in and asks what I'm doing, and I reply, evacuating the secondhand smoke because you smoked again, smoky. Oh, I shouldn't say smoky, but that would have been a good one. It's, it's no more offensive than what's going on here. She uh, blows up at me, calls me a slut, and then tries to grab the blow dryer from my hand. Mm. I work out and uh, uh, got more strength, but she was uh, able to... She wasn't able to, so she gave up, started crying, and locked herself in the kitchen. 
I'm simply doing this for my health and especially my sister's. Uh, P.S. I'm not asking her to quit. I'm asking her to move where she's smoking from. So, am I the a-hole? <sighs> you know, uh, there's a couple things here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not a smoker. Yeah. I'm not even a, 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 a midnight toker. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're a lover and a sinner. And a, you're right. Yeah. And I speak of the pompatus of love. Yes, you do. But uh, in a situation like this, you got to understand. Uh, and she's 15, you say? Yeah. 15. You got to understand. These cigarettes have got a hold on moms. They got they got their, their tight little grips around her. Yeah. And quitting such a an addiction is no simple task. I think we can all agree to that. It's a very very complicated situation. She just can't stop. On the other hand, uh, you're showing no sympathy or empathy for your mom, and instead you're just making it worse. Mm-hmm. Now, in uh, in the kids' defense, when mom starts leveling accusations like "you're a slut." Yeah. That I would say maybe they both share in the yeah. uh, in being an a hole. Yeah. The, well, here's the thing: uh, it's a child. Well, no yes. matter which way you cut it, it's a child. And if you're using the word "slut" to describe to, a, to describe your child, or to you know use that as some sort of uh, as a moniker, an, you know, like, an a, like as a nickname. Yeah. Uh, oh, have, look! Look at my adorable little slut. And, I don't think smoking is the true issue in this household. I think there is a lot of other toxic behavior going on. Smoking just happens to be the one of them that Mm -hmm. this kid is getting angry with and saying, you know, listen, there's so much screwed up stuff in this house that this is this is the thing I'm at least going to try to. To, to fight mama. I think you're right. Yeah. I think there's more going on in this situation than meets the eye. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously we're just being given a small microcosm and one side of the issue, but there's clearly some sort of communication issue between uh, mom and the kid. Let me let me ask you this as a, as a dad of, of three daughters. Yes. Right? Um, what was the moment that you became the dork dad to your kids? What... Do you remember, like, something you did where they were like, hmm, what are you doing, dude? Get out of my face. There had had to have been a point where that happened. I don't know if if it was something that I was doing per se or just the the moment when they reached a certain age. Like, naturally, they just assume a dad's a a big dork. Yeah. You know, I, I just think it's just... But I don't think it was like one particular thing. I think it was like the like the whole package. Yeah, I was uh, I was watching a uh, television show uh, last night. Yeah, and uh, we were watching it together, and I was laughing, and I said, <laughs> "Man, this show, this show's it was Bob's. We watch Bob's Burgers. Okay, every once in a while, right? Yeah, and I'm like, man, this this show is actually fun. It's grown on me. I didn't like it in the beginning, but now that we watch more episodes, you can, I can kind of appreciate the writing that, that that's within the sitcom." And uh, I was like, oh, man, that's funny. And then I was like, why do you do that? Do what? <laughs> Say, like, comment on how funny it is. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Like, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I have finally reached this point where right. the things that I do now are completely embarrassing to my kids. Like, that, that's, like, I've become that dad. Yeah. I'm going to have to start wearing those sneakers that have, like, the really 
thick soles. To oh them. yeah. Yep. And then uh, maybe maybe wearing uh, some expandable belt pants. Yeah, you know, the- make sure those sneakers got some Velcro straps on them too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just uh, it's it's like another phase. <laughs> like you just move into another phase, and you, and you start to realize, oh, I'm really not uh, I'm not Superman anymore. Well, I, I think there, there there comes a point I'm where the most a, I'm just a stoner with a cape. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think the thing that happens, uh, and and maybe just you know, particularly with dads who have daughters, and yeah. I, I can't speak to, you know, having a son, don't have, you know, don't have any uh, sons, but um, I think it all begins uh, one day mm-hmm. when uh, it's morning and everybody yeah. wakes up, yeah. and you come down the stairs and you say good morning. Yeah. That's where it begins, and you don't get a good morning in return. You don't get a good morning. No, what you get is. Oh, yeah. oh, we have to you're get up again. So, you're so <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Another good morning. Oh. You say that every day. Well, I will tell you uh, that, you know how like any kind of one little moment just... Uh, the memory can shoot back to another <laughs> moment in time. Of course. So after that little, you know, thing occurred, I got shot back. Back right to the '90s, right to my dad, who was always—he was always watching these old movies, mm-hmm. which I could not stand. They, they just bored. I still don't like them. He was like—he was a big John Wayne fan. Oh yeah, and he loved all these John Wayne oh, movies. Right. And like when you're a kid, those movies suck. Like they're not—they're for adults. They're not for children. You know. <laughs> And he would like sit there, and he would watch these movies, and then uh, you know the I remember him coming home the one day from the video store. Now mm-hmm. the video store was the huge thing, you know. Dad, you know, mom or dad would come home with a good movie for family movie night. Right. Well, mom would always at least get something for the rest of us. Right. <laughs> you know, she'd get get something she'd like, but she'd also rent another rental for the rest of the family to enjoy. Not dad. Dad would come home with like a stack of movies, like four or five rentals. From the RKO video. Oh, right? God, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he would just like sit there. Like, Come on, we're going to family movie night. We're going to watch, uh, we're going to watch, uh, I don't know, give me a John Wayne movie. <laughs> uh, any one of those John Wayne movies. And uh, finally I said to him, I'm like, oh, God, this stuff sucks. Why does anybody want to watch this? <laughs> and he just like, he kind of gave me this like defeat. Much like the look of defeat I had on my face last night when I was told stop laughing at the television set, you can't enjoy things around here. That's embarrassing. But you know what? What you're probably just a couple years away from. Yeah. And and you will discover this because mm-hmm. it's it's inevitable that it will happen. It's what? It's inevitable. 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 Yeah. Uh, that at some point, one of your kids is going to start doing something. Or appreciating something that they could only have learned from you. Yeah. And when that happens, there's a there's like a gear or a switch in your head which just goes, ah, maybe the old man ain't so crazy after all. They were paying attention. They were like like for in in my case, uh, it's uh, with my kids. It's it's it seems to be mostly about music. Like there's certain things that they now listen to and enjoy. That they could only have picked up from me. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, that's that's cool. So that that window of where everything you do is awkward and you're a dork 
and you're just oh you're so embarrassing yeah and then you realize that your influence actually has stuck yeah. <laughs> you know, in in their brains, that's when it starts to become a little bit more satisfying. So uh, that well, phase and- of their of their of their <laughs> development in which you can do nothing right well, suddenly churns to you can almost do nothing wrong. Well look what's happened here, Max, and until that moment happens, I in fact am the a hole. You are- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 723 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Are you patient? 725 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. You know, if you ever miss a, uh, a show, yeah. check out rock102.com. The daily podcast goes up every single day. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Listen on your smartphone, your smart speaker, your tablet, your laptop, what have you. Any device, it should uh, work. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is uh, Holyoke's very own Tommy Pluta. From the band The Size, they were a band that were signed back in the uh, in the '90s to a, a big record contract. Uh, Ed Stasium was their producer for their first record. That guy produced everybody from the Talking Heads to the Ramones to you na- even uh, uh, well a lot of other uh, great bands. And he's got a brand new EP out called Breathe. It's very very good, and you can check out that interview on Rock102.com. Giddy up! There you go. I'm I'm scrolling through uh, Facebook here, and I see. Um this article from February 11th of 1983 out of the Springfield Republican. Would you like me to read the story? Yeah. A uh, rock and roll concert, first delayed by snow, went on all night for about 400 fans stranded at the Springfield Civic Center on Friday. It was a blast at Mary Smith, 15 of Holyoke, who spent the night with uh, other fans on the floor of the Civic Center banquet room after watching a performance of the heavy metal band Aerosmith. The heavy metal heavy, band. Heavy metal that? band. Concerned about uh, conditions when 9,600 concertgoers left the hall at about 1 a.m., the center management offered to let people stay in the hall overnight. Uh, we, uh, we told anyone who wanted to stay that they, w- that they could, said operations manager Chuck Camerlin. About 200 concertgoers went to the Holiday Inn from, for an overnight stay. Ooh, the Holiday Inn. Nice. Before it was the, what is it, La Quinta? Uh, La like, Quinta, yeah, right. Uh, that's, Ar- that, they think that's back when it used to have the... Uh, the the spinning top at yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the top of the building. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, the rotating restaurant. That's Ar- it. Aerosmith's appearance had been delayed by more than an hour when singer Steven Tyler was hung up by the storm in New York City. The band finally went on uh, just after 11. Yeah, you would never see that today. No. You would never. You th- The thing would be completely canceled and everybody would get a refund or the rain, rain date for a uh, ticket. See, in 1983, that's when the band was at its highest and most drug-addled. Yeah. So if you say the band's not going on until 11, you say, oh, you know, Steven Tyler's hung up. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to—I'm going to guess he's not hung up in traffic. He's hung up with, uh, with a heroin needle in, his, in, his, in the balls of his feet. You know, that's, that's what I would assume. Uh, there were parents calling all night. Many came down and picked up their kids or tried to contact them. Uh, this is according to the uh, Cameron. He said a security force of 40 police officers was on hand for most of the night, but there were no unusual occurrences. The kids were great, he said, noting that many volunteered to stay and clean up the room where they stayed. You would never see that never today see that. either. Right. Under the direction of Civic Center Chairman Anthony Ravosa. How about that? Hey, how about that? The uh, concert goers had a 3 a.m. snack of popcorn and soda and were treated to breakfast of donuts and coffee several hours later. How about that? That's got to be one of the coolest Aerosmith concerts to ever have attended. In, in it. 
If I was like 22, 23 years old, that would have been the coolest thing ever. Hell yeah. I wouldn't do that now. When hey. I see the snow forecast and Aerosmith playing, I'm like, mm, I think I'm going to stay home tonight and see if that uh, ticket will be honored at a later date. 1983, I would have been 17 years old. Now my parents wouldn't have. They probably wouldn't have let me go yeah. in the snow all the way out, all the way out to Springfield to see a show. I like how they and, and they're, they're also uh, several concert goers said they were surprised at the snowy turn of events. And then they quote this girl. Uh, when we got there, it wasn't uh, it wasn't snowing at the end of the concert. The lead singer said there's six to ten inches on the ground. I couldn't believe it, said Sandy Newell, 16 of 647 Westfield Street in West Springfield. They gave addresses out of the people that they quoted? <laughs> yes, they used to Why? do that. Because they, I don't know. You know. By today's standards, that would be a major violation of your privacy. Especially a 16-year-old girl yeah. who wasn't able to consent the fact that she would be giving that information <laughs> out to a local newspaper. I just thought it was pretty cool. That is that cool. Thing. It's 729. News is next to Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. 732. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news, and it's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. The impacts of COVID-19 have affected not only students, but also student-athletes who are next to see some COVID restrictions lift here in the state. It was senior night on Monday for girls basketball at Central High School in Springfield, a special night to celebrate seniors. But this year, a night to commemorate the particularly hard work of all the student-athletes as they continue to deal with the impacts of the pandemic. Girls JV basketball coach Jasmine Lovejoy said, uh, I'm super proud, you know, wearing these masks, all these rules and all these mandates and different things like that for them to come out uh, night in and night out practice to get all uh, get through all of this kind of stuff and see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's such a good thing to see. Student athletes had to adapt, to, of course, by wearing masks while playing on the court. But statewide, that will be changing for students after state officials announced it will be lifting its school mask mandate by February 28th. We can finally breathe while we run. Well, the numbers are uh, decreasing pretty rapidly. They are, and that's a good thing. And uh, it's, I guess it's time to take them off now. Speaking of uh, masks, I was at uh, CVS picking up uh, one of my many medications. And uh, as I go in there mm -hmm. and I get my, uh, my, get my prescription, the, uh, the lady behind the, uh, the register says, hey, would you like some free N95 masks? And I'm going, yeah, yeah sure. I'm wearing the same dirty one I've had on my face for three weeks. Uh, I went to my doctor's office last week, and there was a whole box of them sitting out in front. Yeah. Because they want you to put on their mask when you get in there. You know, they don't want that dirty thing you found on the floor of your wife's Subaru. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I know. They want the one that's uh you know they want a fresh one so there been a, couple, been a couple times i've seen one on the ground that looks yeah. barely worn yeah and, and i'm then, thinking man maybe i should grab that one and there was this other lady in there and uh you know the person at the desk said so i'm sorry could you go back out and put the mask on you know right and then the lady goes oh uh sure and then the lady behind the counter goes you can take as many of those as you want and i'm like are you kidding me yeah are you kidding me? So the ones I got yesterday, you know, they're not like one of them real smooth, real nice ones. Yeah. These are the ones that look like uh, the ones you would wear if you were, you know, like in installing installation in your attic. Oh, yeah. You're like, one of those. Yeah, like, you're, like you're walking into a like a, a hazmat situation. Exactly. Yeah. But it's a Honeywell uh, N95 mask. 
Oh, the Honeywell N95 makes the uh, makes the Fun Docker 20, uh, 29 uh, look like a like a face cloth. Yeah, I I like when you when you use like uh, terms. Oh, that's a Honeywell. What'd you, what'd you say? Oh, that's a Honeywell uh, N95 mask. That's a Honeywell N95. Don't forget the uh, Richter 2489 tool. I said socket, not sprocket. Yeah, I know. That's, that was what I was getting at. <laughs> that has got to be one of the funniest jokes from Steve Martin. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I, were, I, were, were the plumbers here tonight? Yeah, I can't, I'm not going to. Obviously, it, it's. I'm not going to do it any justice by telling you uh, or. or I'm not going to try to recreate the joke. Right. But he goes, and he goes, I don't like to gear my material. And he's going on and on. He's like, uh, but I I know there's a plumber convention in town. So he goes into this, like, <laughs> like technical, like, joke about, wow, you're doing a 3-8-inch sprocket on a, on a sprinkler head and a Johnson sprinkler head. And he's naming all these things, and he's very... I don't even know. He might be accurate. He's probably accurate. I'm sure he is. When he's telling those things. And then he gets to the thing, and nobody laughs at the joke. And he's like, was that plumber convention tomorrow night? <laughs> this lawn supervisor was on a sprinkler maintenance job. There you go. He started working on a Finley sprinkler head with a Langstrom 7-inch gangly wrench. Just then, this little apprentice leaned over and said, you can't work on a Finley sprinkler head with a Langstrom 7-inch wrench. Well, this infuriated the supervisor, so we went and got volume 14 of the Kinsley Manual, and he read it and says to him, the Langston 7-inch wrench can be used with the Finley Sprocket. Just then, the little apprentice leaned over and said, I said sprocket, not socket. And then nobody laughs. <laughs> Where the plumber's supposed to be here at this show. <laughs> right, yeah. That is some classic comedy right yep, there. Yep, absolutely. Uh, somebody in Connecticut is now worth $176 million. The Powerball jackpot got up to uh, $176 million. Somebody in Connecticut won it, but we don't know who. Uh, it said uh, 100 What does it say? Uh, someone in, the, uh, in Connecticut matched all six balls. To win $185.3 million, the oh. winner could also choose the cash option of $123.9 million. Well, I was wrong with all those numbers then. Well, this is Yahoo, oh. and they could be wrong, too. Uh, with a power play of 3x, but you don't win the three times the amount when it's that much, right? When it's like, I think that 3x stops at, like, when you win five numbers without the Powerball. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, uh, I'm looking at this, and, uh, I mean... Would either one of us really want $123.9 million in cash? Uh, uh, no. Wouldn't you feel kind of awkward with that kind of money lining your walls or mattress? Mm, I wouldn't want that money. I only want a little bit. That's all I want. I don't need that kind of money. I, I could probably see, squeeze by with $100 million. Listen, but $123.9, that's, that's a little bit uh, thick for me. I've run into guys who have that kind of money. Right. They're not very good people. Like they, they like they like Something happens to them where they uh, turn into these people where... You know, they just kind of tend to not care about uh, anything else but themselves and how much more money they're going to be making. Do you see what you're doing here? What? You're actually destroying uh, relationship opportunities by being critical of those who may have over $100 million uh, at their disposal. I would be buttering those people up. I love people that have more than $100 million. Uh-huh. 
Have you ever buttered up to somebody who has $100 million? I don't know anybody uh, yeah. off the top of my head yeah. that has that kind of cash. Well, I'm just saying. But that, if I uh, did, I would be, be sweet-talking them people hard. Uh, I guess. I just, uh, you know, think that if you had that kind of... See, it, make, it makes you into a different person, you know what I mean? It changes you. I, I just want, like, I want enough to just pay off my mortgage mm-hmm. and then uh, just be happy. You know what I mean? That's I un- all I want. I don't and wanna... I understand that. Yeah. I understand that that kind of, those kind of motivations. You know, you want to pay off your house, pay off your bills. Yeah. I would probably do the same. I, you know, I'd yeah. probably replace my car with another, you know, environmentally conscious, uh, you know, electric vehicle. Perhaps and then... A- and a carport. I'd like want a carport. I would like I a think. carport. Yeah, well, yeah, those, sure. Uh, fancy metal ones. You know. Uh, you know, I have some landscaping I'd like to do uh, involving uh, a waterfall and a pool and uh, yeah, ponies. See. I want to own ponies. Yeah. See, I want to be able to. Uh, I want to be able to uh, host uh, people at my house and uh, have them sit in those really nice chairs. Mm. Not that not those uh, cheap plastic Adirondacks, but like real Adirondack right. chairs. Right. Yes. Know? Of course. The kinds that are actually made in the Adirondacks. Yeah. Yes. But, by the way, the winning numbers last night were 16, 25, 27, 49, 55, and a Powerball of 17. Mm, I didn't Ooh, have I one mean, number. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I remember uh, years ago, they, uh, it was like up to like 600 million or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, we won $25 <laughs> because we had like, I think we had the Powerball and maybe some other number, mm-hmm. or maybe it was the Mega Millions. I couldn't even remember what to tell you it was. But it was so uh, disheartening. Sure. Yeah. I was also uh, one time one number off from winning $100,000. Really? Now, here's the discrepancy between the mass lottery prize uh, tier. I was a mass cash ticket. Okay. And uh, this was going back probably 10 years ago or so. And I got a quick pick, right? Yes. You get a quick pick for that uh, mass cash there. I got four out of five numbers. Now, five numbers is $100,000. So what would you think the next prize down would be? 100 bucks. 10000 No. 5000 No. $250. That's, That's it. More than twice what I thought it would be. Now, if you get like five numbers and not the Powerball, you mm-hmm. win a significant amount of money. But not in this particular game. Yeah, see, that's uh, that's the problem with the with the lottery. So, like like last night, it's uh, Valentine's Day, and uh, I know that that Jenny really likes scratching lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. So you know, I get a Valentine's Day card, and it's a cute and adorable one, and I put two ten dollar scratch tickets in this card. So I'm thinking, man, if we how much? Huh? How much? Two. Ten dollar scratch. Oh, tickets. I thought you said two hundred and ten dollar scratch. Tickets. No, I said two ten dollar scratch tickets. Okay, two okay. $10 scratch. Right. Tickets. So I uh, I put them in the card. I seal up the card, and she comes home from work, mm-hmm. and uh, I give her the card mm-hmm. and a gift, and we're about to go out to dinner at the Munich house, and uh, she pulls out the uh, the, the scratch tickets, and she's very happy, like, oh, good, let me scratch these tickets. So she grabs a she grabs a coin, right, and she starts scratching and scratching and scratching, mm-hmm. and she scratches the numbers, mm-hmm. and then she scratches the the, the, the yeah. prizes, and she keeps scratching, and uh, she gets through one, not a winner, and she says, well, maybe the second one will do. And she starts scratching away, scratching the numbers, scratching, 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 trying to see what the what the prizes are, yeah. and guess what happens? What? I pissed away twenty bucks because no winning options on either ticket but you can't win if you don't play yeah i know but the whole idea but my point is this and i've said this uh before 
uh, if I buy a scratch ticket, it will lose. It will. If you buy a scratch ticket, if my wife buys a scratch ticket, she will win. Well, could be not, five. Could be five bucks. Could be a lot of money. That's not necessarily. I've true. had abs. I personally have had no luck at all with scratch tickets. None. I once won five thousand dollars on one of them. <sighs> Jesus. And I won. I won a thousand dollars on one, which I gave to somebody else because they needed it more than I did. Oh, what do I got? What is wrong with you? Well, because they were going through some medical issues and yeah, needed yeah, some, uh, help. Uh. And then uh, I won. Uh, I won five grand at the uh, casino. So what you're telling yeah. me is that uh, you but have won eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, but, over the years. But you know what? Uh, the amount of loss probably outweighs the amount of win. Yeah. See, I over, uh, over the. I mean, this is you're talking, of course, at like let's say twenty years, right? Yes. Twenty years. Uh, I probably spent more than that. In gambling and, and things like that. And I will tell you that over the course of the same time period, I've probably won $11. Or it's probably even. It would probably be even. Yeah. No, I have yeah. terrible luck with the lottery. Um, you know, I've gone through my entire life without winning a single jackpot. What is that? You went through your entire life without Never winning a jackpot. Hoping that, you know, I too would win $123.9 million. And what have I got? A big bag of jack squat is what I got. Nothing. You've won an office contest or something before, haven't you? God, it's, that, that hardly means anything. Yeah. What did I win? I won uh, tickets to the Big E. Ah, the Big E. Not the. Uh, it's not exactly a jackpot because you got to spend money to get in. I actually lose money by winning. Oh, really? Tickets to the Big E. <laughs> yes. Well, Lots of it, too. And you're gambling with your life when you're walking around that place. I could choke on a corn dog. You see what they did to that elephant over there? Yeah, I want to be. I don't want to be in that thing's position. If you book an Airbnb this summer, you might want to bring a roll of quarters with you, at least if this becomes a trend. Someone in Spain posted a video on TikTok after they got to the Airbnb they rented and realized their air conditioner was coin-operated. What? Yeah. A coin-operated air conditioner? The owner of the uh, the owner was apparently sick of people cranking up the AC and running up the electric bill, and most people online seem to think it's overly stingy. But would you rather have the option if it meant your booking was a little lower? Yeah, actually, I would. I wouldn't mind paying the extra for. The, I mean, you're building you're building the energy price into the rental price. Sure. So let's say the rental for the week was a thousand bucks. You know, depending on where you go, thousand okay. for all in, all people in tents and porpoises uh, out there in the ocean. Uh, just say let's say it's a thousand dollars. Yes. Right. Uh, that fee could be reduced to six hundred dollars by the fact that you aren't using all of the electricity uh, from the air conditioner. And if you want to use the air conditioner, you can pay for how much you use. Think about how many people waste energy. If you go to the beach during the day, most people don't care because it's not their bill that they're paying. So you go to the beach during the day. There's nobody in the unit or nobody in the house the entire time. Right. And that air conditioning is running all day long and right. not even at a, like a temperature to, I mean, you could regulate that, you know, regulate the temperature. But how many people complain about how cold or too hot it is? You want to be able to shut it off or turn it up if well, you want to. The thing is, if, if you're <laughs> uh, you know, in the market to go Airbnb on a vacation, yeah, you're probably looking at a couple of 
properties that are available, and you're probably comparing prices. And if they're up front and say that you know your your air conditioning is coin operated, right? But like you say, the rate is reduced. Okay, then maybe I maybe I do that. But everything's got to be up front. I don't want to just go there, put my bags down, and realize I got to go back I gotta, to the gotta, store and get a whole bunch of quarters to put in my AC unit. Yeah, that that has to be upfront information. I remember uh, going on road trips when I was a kid. Uh, my dad would rent like a few motel rooms, right, for us all to. You know, there were seven of us, so the the girls would be in one room, the boys would be in another room, and then mom and dad in another room. Right. Okay. But they always had the uh, the vibrating bed where you oh, could yeah. put the uh, the money. Man, my uh, siblings, because uh, I was much younger than they were. I'm eight years behind the youngest one of the of the other four. Right. And uh, they would uh, because I was so little, they'd give me the quarter or the dime. Or I think it was a dime at that point. <laughs> Here, Dad's sleeping. Now, when he's really snoring, go put this dime in that machine over there. <laughs> and of course, you're a little kid, you know, like, and then you put the dime in the machine, and all of a sudden, the thing goes, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what the hell is going on around here? God damn it, get out of here! Oh, yeah. Those are, those are some nice siblings. Uh, it's like uh, when Steve Martin and John Candy are in the bed in planes, trains, and automobiles, and he puts the beer on the bed, and the beer is now, and the bed is now soaked from the vibration of the beer that was on the bed. Man, those are some good times. Oh, those are good times. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, gets me going every morning. It's going to get you going too. Look for the black and white can. Now at every beverage cooler in Big Y Express. Uh, your pie, uh, the forecast is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 30. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 44. It's 12 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Springfield's Classic Rock at 755 in Aerosmith on Rock 102. Going to be uh, not too bad of a day today. Sunny with a high of 30. Even nicer tomorrow, sunny and a high of 44. It is 13 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, no, no, go ahead. Uh, you know, I just uh, I just heard this news that they're renaming. Well, the the Mass Mutual Center management contract is up, and uh, the naming rights are up for bid. So they're gonna need a new sponsor, or maybe they go back to the Civic Center. Um, that could be one of those things too. Could be, but my guess is someone's gonna want to cough up the money to to get their name on it. And why not? I mean, the Mass Mutual, uh, you know, Mass Mutual got uh, plenty of uh, traction off of that. Uh, yeah. May I make a suggestion? Sure. How about the Bruce Landon uh, Civic Center? I don't think Bruce has got the kind of money it's he needs a... to put his name on. He's already okay. it's already on Bruce Landon Way. Uh, I know it's on Bruce Landon Way, but wouldn't it be cool to have an entire building named after a guy who spent so many uh, years in there and uh, built that team up? And you know. no, I, I get it, and I'm and I'm on a listen. If that yeah. were a possibility, I'd be all for it. But I think what's what's going to happen here is is that uh, the management company that runs it, which in this case is MGM, is going to want to sell the naming rights so that there's money involved. Oh, there's money involved. Yeah, it's all, because, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I think there's all kinds of things you could put Bruce Landon's name on, but I think uh, they're looking for for cash. So it's going to have to be somebody who's got some, say, like the Peter Pan Center. Yeah, the Peter Pan Center. 
Uh, but we already have the big Peter Pan, uh, you know, the bus garage and the and the line. Sure, I'm just saying, you know, you know, who's got uh, who's got a few extra bucks in their pocket? Well, I mean, you could, uh, you know, try to what would be the Applebee's uh, Center? That would be good, uh, or you know, that would be good. You got to mix it with something that might not be what you want around here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like the uh, you know the oh yeah, it would be the the Bondi's Island Center, sponsored by Applebee's. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, they're very similar. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I've walked away from both thinking of the other, that's for sure. Or what about, like, how come you never see, like, uh, does Trojan condoms make, a like, a stadium? Is is there, a, like, a Trojan center or a Trojan? I, uh, I don't know, but maybe it's about time we do. What about the Tampax Center? Yes, well, you know, uh, that's a big company. Yeah, you could have, like... <laughs> and one of those street lamps could be the little thing with the string hanging down. Okay, off. you know, now you're just getting sick. What are you talking about? I'm just I'm just telling you my ideas. My, I bring you all these ideas to the table. This is brainstorming. It's 858. Excuse me, 758 on Rock 102. Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's a little something for you to chew on. Yesterday, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report to spring training to get ready for the upcoming baseball season. And preseason games for the Boston Red Sox were set to begin in just 12 days. Now, normally, that would be very exciting stuff. Spring training often suggests that winter is ending and will be followed by something slightly better. However, before you get too excited about any of that, please allow me to suck the life out of all of that enthusiasm. You see, baseball is currently in its 72nd day of a lockout with the Players Union, and while we would all like to think that these dopes could get their act together and resolve their differences, that does not appear to be the case, as there are currently no plans for either side to meet this week to continue their negotiations. None! In the league's latest proposal that came out Saturday, they're offering a bunch of stuff, like an additional $2 million to the competitive balance tax threshold, two different options for restructuring minimum salaries, increasing bonuses for players facing arbitration, and some new incentives for draft picks that I understand less than any of that other stuff I've just mentioned. And how is the players' union responding with any of these new provisions? Well, it's funny you ask. They haven't. In fact, they've said nothing at all, which makes me think they don't understand it any better than I do. And yet, while both sides bicker and posture themselves against each other, I would just like to point out the calendar, which states that opening day for the Red Sox is supposed to begin on March 31st at home against Tampa, which is exactly 43 days away from today. Now, you might say, 43 days? That's plenty of time to get things hammered out. But in reality, no, it is not. In fact, it's a little too close. And even though it's been 28 years since the last work stoppage in baseball, I don't think it's such a great idea to do it all over again. And I would like it to stop. But hey, never my yappings, boy. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and Billy Idol on Rock 102. Hey, you do it every day, Bax. You get me going with that uh, Billy Squire. And uh, the mo, mo, mo. That's uh, Billy Idol. Oh, whatever. That guy. You're thinking of uh, the guy that did Stroke Me. No, 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 no. You're thinking of, uh, <coughs> um, I don't know. You're thinking of something. 
we got to get back into the practice of this game if this show is going to fly. So, you know, you got to get back into it. Yeah, sometimes things just need to be put to bed. You know what I'm saying, Bex? <laughs> yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. A uh, popular restaurant in East Longmeadow was shut down for more than six weeks after a sprinkler system went off unexpectedly. Ooh, premature evacuation. Flooding the entire business. You see what I did there? I see exactly yeah. what you did there. That's That's like a joke. Uh, we're pumped. I can't wait to see the plates go out the window and some happy faces and some people laughing and having a good time, too, said Phil Collins, owner of the Center Square Grill. Phil Collins owns the Center Square Grill? No, I don't think Phil Collins had anything to do with it. Are you sure? Because it says he owns the business. How can I just let you walk away? Just let you leave without a trace. When I'm standing here, take every breath you know, you don't with you. Have to sing this. Ooh. Well, Bill, Phil Collins on Center Square. No, it's Bill Collins actually. Really knew me at all. It's Bill. Is that what you said? Yes, I'm it is. I'm pretty sure it's Phil. I thought no, I saw him walking around no. there. No, uh, it's definitely Bill. I, I have the lyrics in front of me. I don't even know them. Here we go, Bex. Okay, I'm ready. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go, baby. Here we go. Don't look at me now. There's just an empty space. There's nothing left here to remind me. Just a memory of your face. So take a look at me now. And you coming back to me is against the odds, and it's all I've got to face. Anyway, well, ten thousand gallons of water. Yeah, it's no longer into this place. It's no longer an empty space. There's no. actually things in there now. From fans and dehumidifiers drying up the pool of water to fresh paint and new ceilings, now more than six weeks later, uh, Center Square Grill is ready to reopen. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. That's great news. I couldn't, I can't even imagine having my entire business being flooded out by something that was clearly beyond your control. Oh, absolutely. Hold on a second. Take a look at me now. There's just an empty space. There's nothing left again. Remind me. Just the memory of your face. But the wait for you is all I can do. That's what I've got to face. Take a look at me now. I'll still be standing here. And you coming back to me is against all odds. It's the chance I've got to take. <laughs> I wonder if uh, Peter Gabriel will be the first guest at the uh, dinner table. I don't know. Uh, Gabriel, party of two. <laughs> Uh, but this is good news that the that the restaurant is uh, reopening. But again, like, 
to, to, to have your entire business wiped out and then have to like do this all it's not like insurance pays out like right away no you, no and and the thing is yeah. with any good insurance claim you got to justify every expense for the rebuild and you know like we've talked before you know it's hard enough to own a restaurant even <laughs> harder when it's you know going against all odds it, it <clears> is uh, hard to go against all odds but uh again i'm gl- i'm glad uh, bill his name is bill conference we just like to do that we you know we it's just been so yeah. long since we ripped out a real good phil collins well, song any, it just any, yeah anytime there's a story about bill collins i take that as an opportunity to dive into the great hits of phil collins like uh uh you'll be in my heart oh, and no, uh, no. Well, uh, not that one well what about uh what are the other ones that he uh, well you know i've always been uh partial to uh you know you know, Easy Lover with uh, Philip Bailey. I always uh, liked that one. I never really was a fan of that. Really? Yeah. I always thought that one was a toe tapper. Uh, how about, uh, what is it, uh, Two Hearts Beating with Just One Mind? How do you feel about Susudio? Oh, just say the word. Oh, Susudio. <clears throat> that one, too. Uh, Colin said uh, loyal customers and community members have been the drive behind getting their doors back open. He said, we have reservations. We just put the phone lines back up to live because they were just ringing like crazy while we were closed. And it was kind of the same message all of the time. Mm -hmm. So we just put them back up and running. He said his staff has been supportive and is eager to get back to doing what they love. Someone is just, yes, and more singing, Steve Nagel. Well, I think uh, we should do like a little weekly karaoke thing here. You think so? Listen, man, I've uh, I've worked uh, quite a bit in this industry for the last uh, 20 years, 21 right. years right. Uh, in the area. And uh, the place I started out at was like nothing but those songs. That and uh, like uh, Enrique Iglesias' Hero. Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, maybe a hero. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, S Club 7. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How many times that? you play Lady in Red by Chris DeBerg? Uh... So- <laughs> Many, t- yeah, I think it more, was like more than you want. Well, we wouldn't play it between uh, twice between nine and five, but uh, we would play it uh, three hundred times to make up for the times we couldn't play it between nine and five the rest of the day. <laughs> to me, to me, that's a yeah. that's a workplace staple right there. It is a workplace staple. Yeah. But uh, we're glad that the uh, the Center Square Grill is back open. No, it's it's uh, it's good, and, and and Bill has been here in the studio before, and we wish uh, wish him all the best best what? as they reopen. Tomorrow, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, he was the guy that kind of spearheaded that whole uh, fundraiser for the folks that lost all their businesses down in, in, in Longmeadow and Amadas. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's nice to see a guy kind of you know get back from that with the community help, uh, knowing that you know he was already uh, always a cheerleader for that place and those workers there. People helped him out, which yeah. is which is which is good. So glad to see that back open. That's a lot of water. Now back to this karaoke thing. Is this studio? Who's the studio? Oh, hell yeah. Let's move. I, do, I uh, was never a big fan of this one. No, this is an awful song. Well, they're all awful songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's what's the best of the worst. Yeah, what's the best Phil Collins song? It's it's the one that he played when he was in Genesis. Just played the drums. Yeah, shit. She yeah. don't even know my name, yeah, I but know. I think she likes me just the same. <sighs> Yo, know, even I can, and not in good conscience, 
uh, play this one. Against All Odds, yeah, the lovely ballad. Against All Odds, and uh, what was the other one where Tom Cruise was banging Rebecca DeMornay on the train in Chicago and Risky Business? Oh, that was uh, in the air tonight. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, that was a, that was a good song, only <sighs> because of that scene. You know, if I may just say something yeah. uh, very quickly, because we haven't really talked much about you know, the uh, the videos you've seen of uh, Phil Collins lately. Phil ain't doing so hot. Well, you He's know, not in great shape these days. Okay, but uh, neither are, are we. And that's what happens when you get older. Things start to deteriorate. You know, and it's a really good point about people making fun of Fitty since, uh, since, I don't know. Yeah, they were fat shaming him during the Super Bowl. I like how we do this ADD conversation. But, yeah, they're fat shaming Fitty Cent uh, during the Super Bowl. We're going to have a meeting tonight, uh, this morning, that someone's going to say, did you just go from talking about a restaurant to Phil Collins to Fitty Cent? And we're going to sit there and go, oh, yeah. And we liked it. Well, listen, we liked uh, it a lot. We we can't make an entire a segment out of Phil Collins. No, but we could a little bit of segment. We could transition to the next thing. And yet, peop, people yeah. were fat shaming uh, Fifty Cent, they saying he was at least a at least a buck fifty. Yeah, and uh, you know, people are starting to realize that. Like, eh, and and Pat Kelly, uh, you know, for all the things that I don't care for him about. <laughs> yeah, he brought up a good point last night. He brought up a great point last night. Let me see if I can uh, pull it up here real quick. He, uh, he wrote, uh, loving the 50 insults, 50 Cent is chubby and worth $30 million. You're chubby and worth dot, dot, dot. There you go. Take that. It's a that. good point. You know what? Uh, the people do that all the time, though. They, It's insecurities about their own, what's wrong with them. Yeah. There was a great question on Reddit yesterday. What is your most toxic trait? It was a great opener. What is my most toxic trait? Yeah, and I can tell you mine. Oh. I can tell you mine that I have a, I have too much self-doubt. There's a. Are you doubting yourself now? Oh, pretty much. <laughs> I doubt myself every day I come in here. Uh, no, but I, like I will, I have to like fight through that. I mean, it took me years of therapy to to, to get through that thing where you think everybody is so critical of you mm -hmm. when really nobody really cares. <laughs> In the end, yeah, well, it's you know. really about yourself and how you have to let that stuff go. True. In order to progress, and uh, I, that's it's still it happens still. Like I'll talk myself out of doing something mm -hmm. that could be beneficial to me, but I will talk myself out of doing it. Yeah, but I think that's a trait that many many people have. And uh, you know, well, yes, and and that was to to my point was. Uh, the comments are sometimes the best things on on these you know posts that they do and uh, this person says my toxic trait is thinking that my self-awareness of my toxic traits cancels them out <laughs> and all the you know the yeah, thing got but... like 20,000 likes I mean yeah. it had more comments it had more likes on it than the actual post did of the yeah. of the question that's a great point how many people do that? See, I think uh, my toxic trait is I am probably too self-critical. I mean, I know what I'm good at, but I'm tough on myself when I'm not living up to my own standards. So sort of kind of like what not, I go through. Not, yeah, not too far from what you're talking but about. But I'm like, I talk myself out of things. Right. Like I, will t I was like, eh, you know what, that's probably not the best idea. <laughs> which which has helped. Which sure. has helped in, in things that like, you know, you know, because... Uh, 
early on, I, I think, you know, when I, in my younger days, I wouldn't really care what I put up on social media. You just th throw things up there. Right. But now, like, as you get older and you start realizing what kind of people that you affect and, and how you affect them, uh, you, you think twice. Sure. You think twice about there's been there's probably been over like a thousand different things that I have not posted because of the sensitivity to others. That's different. That's the good part. That's the one where it, it you talks yourself you talk yourself out of doing something because you don't need that much clout. Yeah, but when you're you know? talking yourself out of stuff because you don't think you're good enough for something. Yeah. That's when it becomes a problem. And how the hell did we go from uh, talking about a flooded restaurant to Phil Collins? To 50 Cent uh, being to fat shamed to, to, now, to, to now burying our souls in front of all of the uh, audience. You know, this is the beauty of this show. It would be a shame <laughs> if it went away. <laughs> it's 823 on Rock 102. Looking for Ron? If you're looking at 826 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, we're going to be talking to uh, Tom Russell from the Sound on Sound Festival in uh, Bridgeport, they've put together a pretty cool lineup, and there's actually more names uh, yet to come. But uh, you know, Dave Matthews, the Lumineers, Stevie Nicks, uh, Ziggy Marley, Gary Clark Jr., who is awesome. So, I mean, it's a good, day. it's a really good lineup. And we'll be talking to Tom Russell a little bit later on this hour. Uh, yeah, that's uh, going to be cool because everybody wants to go out and see the live music. Uh... Yeah, I mean, uh, it, I told you I went to I went to one show. I got to see uh, Rick Wakeman in uh, in Fall River. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, COVID protocols had to be uh, followed in order to go see the show. But to actually be in a, <laughs> in a venue that was playing live music, mm -hmm. it was like it just felt so good whether you liked the music or not. And it was a great it was a good show. It was really mm -hmm. entertaining. But it's like to, to be out there and seeing live music again was really awesome. Yeah, I uh, I'm actually looking forward to the spring and the summer again to get out and see some See some stuff, you know, the outdoor venues, yep. the, uh, uh, even just like, even like you said, like even bars and clubs, you know, when you, you know, hopefully we can have this thing under control, uh, that we can go back to doing this stuff again. I mean, what, happen enough, what we... happened back in 1919 <laughs> and 1920 when they had the other in, uh, pandemic, eventually I... things went back to normal. Oddly enough, we, we were saying the same exact thing two years ago. Yeah. But it's actually <laughs> finally starting to see like things are being... Uh, directed yeah. back to somewhat normalcy. It's uh, 828. We have news next to Rock 102. This week, it's a 831. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A proposal to update police dashboard cams has turned into a heated dispute in Northampton. People supporting the proposal say new cameras will help resolve issues quickly and improve safety people who oppose uh, who po people who oppose believe it's an invasion of privacy and put certain groups at risk the current dashboard cameras are outdated according to the northampton mayor uh, who proposed updating cameras at a city council meeting in january the item was removed from the agenda and the decision has been postponed in the meantime northampton abolition now a group that supports reducing police funding has been voicing its disapproval Ashwin uh, Ravikamir, a volunteer at the Northampton Abolition Now, says that money should be invested into where people who have actually been harmed by policing say. Uh, so that means people who are houseless immigrant communities, black community members should be in charge of making decisions for how that money is spent. The organization says the proposed software can be accesses, uh, accesses. This is a, I'm reading this. Who's, radio, who's writing this stuff? Uh, let's see. Uh, 
Jillian Andrews from 22 okay. News. The uh, organization does, it can be accesses by federal agencies and will be uh, criminalized and incarcerate community members. The Northampton police chief says updating the police cams will only add a layer of protection to the community and help resolve disputes. Chief Casper, Northampton Police Department states, improving our own accountability to community to reducing liability for lawsuits we may be involved with, reviewing incidents, officer safety, training, things are being recorded, uh, things being recorded are only police encounters. You know, uh, not for nothing, but we've kind of seen uh, that prove itself out. Yeah. You know, in, in many ways, those those cameras, the body cams, the, the, the dash cams, you know, for anyone who thinks that, that a police officer may have acted incorrectly during an arrest or a, a traffic stop, you know, sometimes those cameras either, you know, in, indict the police officer or exonerate him. I thought it was indict. No, that's a different uh, that's a different profession. I've only seen that word written before. Yes, no, it's actually indict. But anyway, but it but it could go either way, and and I think I think uh, Chief Casper is right about that. Uh, firefighters in Enfield, Connecticut, by the way, not to be confused with the one that's underwater in uh, the Quabbin, uh, worked through the early morning hours uh, this morning to put out a fire. At a home about a mile south of the Massachusetts state line, the fire was at a home on Dover Road in Enfield's North Thompsonville neighborhood. Flames and smoke could be seen pouring out of the home, and the roadway near the home was blocked off by firefighters for hours. Mm. Uh, North Thompsonville Fire Chief Earl Provencher says the husband and wife who live in the home were woken up by their fire alarm around 1 a.m. They were able to get out safely, and no injuries were reported in the firefighting effort. Uh, they were able to get everything under control at around 5.30 a.m. There's no immediate word on the cause of the fire. The Connecticut Police and uh, Fire Explosion Investigation Unit is uh, existing. The Enfield Fire, Enfield, Connecticut, by the way, yeah. fire marshal with the investigation. So the good thing, people got out. Worst thing, out in a house fire in 15-degree weather. Yeah, but like you said, they got out. And you know what? Good for them because... The batteries in their and their smoke alarm worked. How many times have you seen like on a video on like TikTok or YouTube, mm -hmm. someone is doing like a you know a video in their house, yeah, and, and uh, that little beep is going off? Mm -hmm. That would drive me crazy in the house. <whistles> what are you doing? Yeah, right, exactly. Drives you crazy, right? Am I right, <whistles> Steve? That's enough. Will you please change those batteries? Yeah, see, that's the problem. You got to change the batteries. Yeah, I mean, it goes off every five minutes, and you got to go around the house to find uh, which one is uh, is beeping. You got to oh, change yeah. the battery. It's so annoying. And 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 the other thing is, like, I have like uh, in my old house, I had really high ceilings. Mm -hmm. It was like you know, because it was an old barn, so it had these like giant like you know ceilings that you know had like drywall on them. Right. But the, but the I don't know who did it. Like. They put the thing right up to the top. I'm like, could we have not? Could we have done this like in a more accessible location? Because that open area that it was in, the <laughs> thing could have been moved over like ten feet. Where you could have gone up could, there. Where you could have gone up to the balcony and, and reached it yourself. Like right. I don't know what people think when they when they do things, but you know that's like when a contractor comes into your house and goes who the hell did this you know like who is the one to put this together and 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 the more that i uh, am a homeowner uh me i'm the guy that does stuff like yeah, that yeah right i'm the guy that uh, what do you, what do you call that uh, the poor man's way of doing things yeah you know, we're just going to 
put these two wires together and see what happens. See, in my house, and I don't know who would be dumb enough to do this, I'm going to blame the previous owner or the uh -huh. owner before him. Uh, put the smoke alarm five feet away from the oven. And it goes off all the time, doesn't it? Well, not anymore. Or did you move it? I re I ripped it off the ceiling and smashed yeah. it because it wouldn't stop beeping. Now, is it one of these things that, um, you know, uh, is wired to the other ones in the no, house? No, this one, well, this one was battery powered. I didn't have to, you know, rip out any wiring. But it's like, uh, you know, who does that? I, that thing would go off if I made coffee. Well. If I, if I made a piece of toast. The alarm's going off. All right. Think think about the situation. Uh, maybe a previous owner, right? Right. Had a, like a wife or girlfriend that would burn everything. Right. And in order to keep those things from burning, you know what? I'm going to make sure that it doesn't get overcooked, and I'm going to put the smoke alarm right by the oven. So as soon as I hear that go off, I know it's time to make sure that chicken on she's not burning anything. I mean, it's a very 1950s view of it, the uh, it is of the woman. But, but in uh, 1950s, those smoke alarms were not required uh, in the home. Now they are required yeah. in the home. And you know who would put a smoke alarm five feet away from an oven? You can't cook know. anything without that thing going off. Thankfully, there's other smoke alarms in the house, so it's not like you know that was the only smoke alarm we had. But I mean, you know, use a use your common sense. No people, common sense. People don't have common sense. They don't have any common sense. Uh, but you did uh, you did celebrate Valentine's Day, you were saying earlier, right? We you did. went out to a nice dinner. We went out to yeah. have a nice meal, had the yeah. schnitzel platter at the Munich Hall. Nothing says I love you like a schnitzel platter. Uh, when you're when you're sharing your schnitzel between a yeah. loving couple, how, yeah. can, how can that relationship not survive? I ask you. Uh, my, my darling, my love, uh. I nothing says I love you more than this giant platter of schnitzel. Have some schnitzel and some spetzel. Special schnitzel special? Yeah. Have you ever had schnitzel special? Well, it was I on had, special. I had special schnitzel special special. I've had the schnitzel special special. I can't even say I it. should have ordered a spotten with the special and oh, the schnitzel. The spotten with the schnitzel and the special and the special. Didn't right, it? of course. Yeah. Did you have a spotten? I did not have a spotten. No. <laughs> but you were I, spot on on the spotten and the special. Oh, I was spot on, but I ordered the seltzer instead. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, a local artist in West Springfield Parks and Rec Department gave lovers on uh, Valentine's Day the opportunity for a moonlight stroll in 12-degree weather. <laughs> the walk on Monday took couples along the Bag Brook Trail off of Morgan Road. The trail was lit with handcrafted ice lanterns, and local artist Bill Garvey also constructed little stations along the trail with stories for walkers to read. Uh, what other reason would you get out on a 15-degree night in February, but it's really just a quick little thing? Like, the, it was a quick little thing, much like the romantic encounter that would occur soon after in the parking lot of the bag book. <laughs> uh, but Re real quick, but you got to leave the car here. Yeah. Uh, fo uh, folks really seem to like to get bundled up and enjoy uh, getting out here for a quick walk around or something like that. I, 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 Listen, I, I give credit where credit is due. The guy did a nice job. Yeah, no, it's a nice thing. Know, putting this thing up. However, I'm not really sure I'm the type of person that would be like, would you like to go for a 15-degree uh, stroll on this Valentine's Day? We, 
You know, uh, my warm heart will keep us uh, from getting frostbite. You know, we probably had like a 50 yard walk from the front door of the Munich house to yeah. where our car was parked last uh-huh. night. And uh, it was a brisk walk because yeah. it was so damn cold. And, you know, I'm hobbling right now because of my knee. Yeah. <laughs> and Jenny said, you, you're walking like like uh, like Vito from the Sopranos. <laughs> I said, all I need now is Johnny Cakes, and yeah. I guess I'm all set up. You need, a big, you need to get one of them big fat suits. Yeah, I need a, a, a track those, suit. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's all I would need. A, a track, a nice yeah. shiny track suit. And and that's it. But I was literally, yeah. and, and as I'm walking and hobbling, I'm like, damn it, if she ain't right about yeah. that, I'm, I'm hobbling like Vito. Did you ever, like, uh, I don't know, I, I, I kind of do this a lot because of, like, I, I picture myself, like, what I look like to other people. Yeah. And then, like, you know, sometimes I look at my clothes and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm turning into one of those guys that just wears, like, you know, <laughs> the oversized shoes and the, like, and this, and it's always, like, it's like track suits and stuff. Yeah. You know? So, like, like you ever do that to yourself? I don't, uh, no, I, I still uh, have just a slight shred of pride uh, in, in me. And it's, it's uh, you know, it's not a great you want to talk about traits that are probably not doing me any good? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, who, who am I kidding? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm one of these guys that has a, like a real hard time leaving yeah. the house with sweatpants on. Yeah. Like, you know, me walking around in sweatpants is the moment you that you realize he's stopped yeah, caring about but, himself. But is it is it stop caring or is it just complacency and comfort with the person that you're living with? I think that's what it really comes well, down I'll, to. Well, I'll wear sweatpants around yeah. the house. I just don't want to go out of the house and see, and, I, and forecast, you know, my, uh, you know, uh, my depression to everybody. What are you like, talking like those people who wear pajamas at like two o'clock in the afternoon at a grocery store? Yes. What is that all about? I don't really know. I do not know. I have a giant problem with people like that. (laughs) (laughs) I can see the seven, between seven and eight, you know, maybe six to eight a.m. Right. Like on a weekend or even during the weekday. Let's say you have the day off. Right. Okay. You need to run down and go grab yourself some milk. You know, so you run down to the convenience store near your house. Right. Sure. And then you, uh, you're wearing like you know your sweatpants. You're probably maybe even wearing some of the, maybe your male Crocs that your lady bought you for uh, you know uh, Christmas or whatever. Sure. Because it's, it's too much of an effort, to go upstairs, put on other pants, change nah, your I, shirt, I got all this it. other stuff. If you're only going in for a quick uh, gallon of milk. It would be easy to do that. All right. You know, there, are, there are ways to fake it with little effort. For mm-hmm. example, on Sunday, Jenny and I went to our uh, our favorite breakfast place, mm-hmm. Evan's Egg House in, in Ludlow. Mm-hmm. Love that place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we rolled out of bed a little bit uh, later than usual, and we said, let's go grab breakfast. Right. Well, all I did was put on a pair of jeans yeah. and a hat. Yeah. And a shower. And put on any deodorant well, or don't have to. anything. No, of course you yeah. didn't. Of course you didn't. Right. And so we got there, and we ate our breakfast, and and we went, and, and and that was okay. But if I had gone in there, I agree with you. If with my with my pajamas on, yeah, my little footy pajamas, uh, I would have I would have been very self conscious, and I wouldn't have been able to enjoy my bacon hash the way I enjoyed it. And that's my point. That's though. the whole like, point. Yeah, there's certain situations where pajamas or like being disheveled is acceptable. 
But if it's like two in the afternoon and you're walking around uh, the grocery store in mm-hmm. your pajamas, I know that, like, that's uh, come on, uh, put a little effort into this day. <laughs> I'm not talking. I know about... you like to be comfortable, but you know the rest of us are uncomfortable well, looking at you in your pajamas. I'm not asking for you to 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 you know be some sort of uh, you know. Uh, Casanova or some sort of uh, diva uh, to dress up, but sure. at least make yourself a little decent before you're walking around a grocery store, <laughs> don't you think? I think that makes perfect sense. And uh, I know we we, uh, we we have a guest at 8.50 this morning, right. so I just have one more story to read. Does your ex-Valentine have a warrant, illegal drugs, or weapons? The Holden Police Department is offering limited edition platinum bracelets and glamour shots this Valentine's Day. The Holden Police is offering a Valentine's Day uh, prefix special for that one ex who may have been involved in something illegal. Do you have an ex at Valentine and know they have an outstanding warrant? Do you have information that they are driving with illegal drugs or weapon in their car? Give us a call with their location and we'll take care of the rest. The tongue-in-cheek post on social media boasted the many benefits included. The Valentine's Day, uh, hold, <laughs> this Valentine's Day, Holden Police were offering a set of limited edition platinum bracelets, free transportation with a police escort, and a one-night minimum stay at the Holden Police Department. Man, these cops are hilarious. Yeah, but how many calls did they get? Uh, they didn't say. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but, sure uh, there were some. See, they should be offering, like, a bracelet in return. Like a real bracelet, not the. They're, I mean, they're obviously referring to handcuffs there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they should be offering some sort of uh, some sort of prize. Yeah, for that, if yeah, you know yeah absolutely right. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny with a high of thirty. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of forty-four. Fourteen right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Oh yeah. Don't rely on just your cell phone. Feels classic rock. It's 8.52 in the Rolling Stones on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 30. It's 14 right now in downtown Springfield. You know uh, know what I miss, Bex? Uh, No. I miss getting out and enjoying great music, great food, and tasty cold beverages. Where could I do that? Well, Steve is a great, uh, and I hate to use the word great more than five times in a single sentence, but uh, a very cool event coming up on September 24th and 25th at the Seaside Park in uh, Bridgeport, the Sound on Sound Festival. And on the phone list to talk about it is one of the one of the organizers, Thomas Russell. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is a, it looks like a great lineup that you guys have uh, have gotten for, uh, for this. Uh, Dave Matthews and uh, Tim Reynolds, the Lumineers, Stevie Nicks. Tell us about, about the festival and what people can expect. Sure. Well, we have 22 bands two stages, and no overlapping sets, meaning that folks will be able to see every single minute of music and not have to make a difficult decision on who to see over someone else. Uh, To complement the music, we have a bevy, uh, no pun intended, of food and beverage experiences. We have a craft beer and sports hall. We have a wine lounge that focuses on the four colors, red, pink, orange, and white. Um, and we have a speakeasy-style cocktail lounge uh, where we'll have mixologists mixing up the uh, best drinks you've, you've had. So, um, you know, we're thrilled, and everything kind of fell into place this year with the lineup, and uh, we're thrilled to bring Connecticut a fest that folks can call their own. That's a, it sounds pretty awesome, and the, and the tickets go on sale this Friday, uh, the 18th, at noontime. Uh, can you tell us about, like, the different tiers of the packages you got for the tickets? 
absolutely. Uh, what we really tried to do with this festival was to create and offer an experience and ticket type for everybody, no matter your preference or your budget. We have regular general admission tickets that can get you uh, into the festival. You can see all the music, experience all the amenities. Um, and then you have uh, tiered VIP uh, experiences. You have mm. regular VIP, which gets you uh, prime viewing at both performance stages, uh, access to the VIP lounge, where you'll have nice bathrooms, higher-end food options, etc. We also have what's called the Terrace VIP experience, which gets you a reserved seat on an elevated platform. Uh, reserved seats are not yeah. something you often find at music festivals, so just imagine yourself on a second level looking out over the entire festival and both performance stages and having your own um, bar to yourself and own bathroom to yourself. And, um, you know, that's, that's something that we're really excited about. And then we have our Platinum program, where that gets you on stage, backstage, right in the front of the stage. It pretty much makes you feel like you are one of the artists. See, that's you know, cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing I wanted to do. Can we get a, uh, a VI Steve ticket for that, perhaps? <laughs> we're, we're, on, yeah, we're, only got, we're only Steve Nagel gets everything. Yeah. You know, we have three or four VIP programs, so why not just add another? Yeah, there you go. I, see, I want to go into a situation where I, where I go and hang out backstage with all these great artists and realize that Brandy Carlisle forgot to bring the charcuterie board to the <laughs> VIP part. <laughs> yeah, she she should be on the hook for that one. This is uh, Tom Russell from the Sound on Sound Festival coming uh, to uh, Bridgeport September 24th and the 25th. There's some, you know, there's some other uh, great names on this. On this uh, this lineup, Ziggy Marley, the National, Brandy Carlisle, like Steve said, but uh, Gary Clark Jr. too. That guy is freaking awesome. Gary Clark Jr. is the real deal. Unbelievable guitar player, truly, truly unbelievable. And watching him play on stage or at a festival, it's um, it's really something to behold. I'm I'm so excited for that set. Uh, who who else is uh, is uh, on the bill? So we have Spin Doctors, a little throwback to the the '90s. Um, we have uh, a really cool indie rock band called Geese, who we're excited about. Um, you mentioned the National and Brandy Carlisle. Um, we have um, who who else? Um, we have Ziggy Marley, who you mentioned, bringing the reggae, which you know we're always big fans of having reggae in an outdoor music festival because it just it just fits. Uh, we have Trampled by Turtles, who's bringing the bluegrass vibes, which we're really excited about. And it was important to us to have um, uh, a bunch of different genres at the festival. Uh, have some indie rock, have some, um, you know, some reggae, have some bluegrass, have a, a little bit of everything. So we're thrilled about that. Um, we also have the Head and the Heart and Zach Bryan and Band of Horses, Jenny Lewis, uh, the Black Pumas. Um, the lineup really, really came together this year. And yeah. we're, we're super excited that that happened for its inaugural year. And um, honestly, we... We booked this festival with the attendee in mind, and we're such big music nerds ourselves that uh, we pretty much picked the band that we'd want to see, and it worked out. Hey, it, it sounds like it's going to be a great time, and uh, I'm uh, listen, uh, uh, please, Tom, listen to me on this this uh, VIP uh, potluck, if you will. Uh, <laughs> listen, and, don't, and make sure that Stevie Nicks brings the ambrosia salad. That's yeah, the right. one thing that she's allowed to do. <laughs> Otherwise, she's off the bill yeah. <laughs> without, a, without a salad. Uh, again, the tickets go on sale Friday at noon. You can also uh, check out soundonsoundct.com to find out all the information about the festival. Uh, Tom Russell from the Sound on Sound Festival. Best of luck. Can't wait. It's, it looks like it's going to be a, a great weekend.
Thank you, gentlemen. I'll see you out there. Absolutely. It's uh, 858 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Go to Rock102.